Hello and welcome to High and Tight on Game Time CT. I'm Scott Erickson and we are joined as always by Pete Bogwaga. Pete, welcome to the last High and Tight of the year. Oh, makes me so sad. I know, it makes you very sad. <laughs> but it is an awesome episode. We get to talk to all four state champions, coaches, players. A lot of players. players. are always super relaxed for all these conversations. It's, this is a lot of fun. Yeah. It's a long listen, but I guarantee you, you're going to laugh. And you're going to learn some stuff about these kids that you didn't know um, before. So yeah, a lot of kids. So a lot of hijinks. Uh, very funny. <laughs> we get some. Uh, we get into some of the inside jokes the teams have been running all year. They're very funny. Uh, coaches are great. We we get to relive each of the championship games, uh, the team's championship season, uh, kind of important moments. You know, pivotal moments for their season. Uh, it was a really good time. Uh, we got. Obviously, all four champions, all four championship coaches, a boatload of players. I mean, St. Paul had what? Six kids. Six kids. Uh, Barlow uh, had three. Uh, Windsor, we had four. four and four, I five, think yeah. Ward, I think there was one, two, three, four, five or six Ward kids. It's the most kids we've ever had by far. So, Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, this was this is the biggest episode of High and Tight ever. Yeah. So if you're going for a nice uh, summer vacation drive, you know, pop it on and, and give it a listen. Yeah, and, uh, for the for the coaches who tell us that they listen to this while they walk their dog, uh, this is going to be a couple of dog walks. It's for be you. A couple of dog walks. Yeah, <laughs> this, this episode might be pushing two hours, two and a half hours. Um, but but I mean, Pete, we had a lot of fun doing this this year, as always, and uh, the season was really fun. Um, I picked all four state champions correct before the tournament, which is absolutely unheard of in baseball. Pete had three, so I will give yeah. I, I will give him that. But uh, three is also, not as good as four. Not as good as four, but you know. And Pete Pete learned a lot this year. Learned Pete, a lot about the CCC. He learned a lot about. Put the some CCC. respect on their name. Put respect is on the CCC. Now I told us like I told the kids from Windsor like now I'm going to pick the CCC, which it might be a death kiss. Because I am not very good at this. But guess what? They are good at baseball. So that, <laughs> that is where it's going to yeah. play out. It doesn't matter if you're good at picking. They are good at that. I mean, just quickly, just go, you know, the Friday night game was obviously L, Windsor, Maloney. Um, Windsor's great. Nate, uh, I'm not even going to try and pronounce Nate's last name. Um, how do you pronounce it, Scott? You figured it out. Abuchuk? I, Abuchuk. I don't know. I don't awesome. know. That's, I, I, it's probably not right. You As we said... Some of these kids, when we bring them on to interview them, I say, I have to say your name now. I've written it. I've never said it out loud. <laughs> he pitched great for Windsor. Windsor got a nice timely bunt uh, to get a couple of runs in. Yeah, from Brian. Double L game was awesome. Ward went up. Southington fought all the way back, made it 7-5. Uh, just a great season by Southington. Uh, I know Coach Stan is a fan of this show, so just wanted to give a big shout-out to the Blue Knights at Southington, an awesome year. They're such a great program. And, you know, if he stays on, um, I think they're in really good hands. And I, they I had think, a ton of sophomores. I mean, yeah. they're going to be one of my top five teams next year, guaranteed coming out of the shoot. I'm yeah. saying it now. So, Southington's top five team next year. <laughs> you know, and same for Maloney. I, I don't want to ignore them in L. They, uh, what a run for Coach Ricky. You know, they have a lot of young guys on that team too. Uh, Roth, Rodriguez, their catchers are sophomore. 
Uh, Tyler there uh, who pitched in the semifinals was a junior. They have a lot of youth. Maloney is going to be back. And it's nice when Raph Rodriguez is good. Raph Rodriguez could hit the ball. He hit a ball during the semifinals that would have been out anywhere, but Dunkin Donuts. Yeah. He's a good Um, baseball player. You know, so Maloney is going to be, you know, back next year, I think. Um, Then, you know, and, and uh, S summers, what a run. I mean, just a, they looked very happy to be there. And I thought that, you know, that's kind of what the state championships are about. Like, you know, after the three runs they gave up in the first round, they, they hung tough with St. Paul. They did. Um, They played them very well. They played them very well. Uh, Kane, I believe was their starter. Um, Is it Kane? I believe I could be wrong, but he pitched very well for summers. Uh, And then the end game, Barlow Woodland, Woodland will be back in the mix. We we know they are. They were in the mix last year. Um, you know, they're going to be back in the mix this year. A couple of guys back. Steve Boehner does such a good job at Woodland. Um, you know, all of these eight teams that played in the championship this year are going to be in the mix next year. And it's really exciting to see. You know, Ward does graduate a lot of guys from double L, um, you know, but I think they got a lot of good guys back. You know, Griffin Polly. Uh, you know, being the main one for Ward. Garrett Larson, I mean, he had an unbelievable junior year for Ward. So, you know, Ward's going to be in the mix again. And then there's a lot of other teams that maybe didn't make it this far. So, you know, we're just not getting started, but there's still going to be really good baseball next season. Of course there will be. There always is. Uh, It gets better. It seems like it gets better every year. These kids play on high-level travel teams in the summer. Um, and they're going, a lot of kids are going to really good colleges to play baseball and, and they're legit, you know, and even if they're going D2, D3, Juco, that's all legit now. I mean, yeah. like that's really good baseball also. So there's a lot of talent around the league, a lot of talent coming back. Yes. There's a lot of seniors graduating, but there's also a lot of good juniors, sophomores, and even kids who are freshmen this year coming back. So next year will be just as fun for Pete and I, um, but yeah, we had a great time this year and, and we hope you enjoy these interviews with the coaches and players. We know we had a lot of fun uh, doing them. Yeah. And, you know, I, it's like I tell a lot of the seniors that graduate, you know, we're, we we watch when they go on to college and we keep an eye on how they do. And now we can root for them. And when they're um, in the minor leagues, you know, no. like we got we got guys in the minor leagues. I'm following Mikey Burrows and Frankie and, yeah. and Pagliarini. I mean, it's it's so cool to watch the minor league feeds on Twitter. And I, I, once a local guy goes on that team, I start following that, you know, that organization and you get updates on them. It's so cool to see those kids. And there's going to be, you know, a lot of kids staying local. You know, we got, we we got some guys going to UConn and Fairfield, other places, New Haven, UNH. So it's going to be really cool. Uh, We definitely keep an eye on the next level and uh, we'll be watching and rooting for you because we can do that now that you're out of high school. Yeah. Now (laughs) we can cheer for you. Officially cheer for you. Officially. Um, but without further ado, let's get to these interviews. Um, I'm going to start with class S. Is that we doing it that way? How we, yep. how, yeah. And we'll work our way up to double L. So without further ado, here is the St. Paul class S baseball champions. We are joined now by the class S champions, St. Paul, uh, coach Victor Rinaldi, Devin Coolis, Casey Ceruto. Mario Izzo, Brendan Foley, and Ryan Daniels. Guys, welcome to High and Tight, and congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Coach, what's it been like uh, the last, you know, 72 hours or whatever since you guys won the championship? 
Um, it's been it's been great. I mean, like, <clears throat> these guys will tell you they they kind of joke that uh, I have high blood pressure, so I think my blood pressure has kind of come back down to normal the last <laughs> couple of days. So actually, kind of just sit back and relax and uh, just you know just proud of these guys. I'm, I'm glad you know, especially for the seniors. I know Devin's on, but for the seniors, for them to go out with a championship and uh, just accomplishing what they did all year long and, you know, obviously in their careers, but to go out like this, it's, it's a great way to go out. Yeah. You know, you, you seem to be in vacation mode now. How, how, uh, how did you shoot on the golf course yesterday, coach? Not well, that was, yeah, (laughs) that was Monday. Not well. Um, I haven't golfed a lot. So now that baseball season's over, it's officially golf season. So uh, I'll be on the course a lot more. Was it triple digits? No, no, it wasn't oh, triple okay. digits, but I usually shoot in like the mid to high 80s. I, I shot a 95. So oh, yeah. I take a 95 any day of the week. I live in triple digits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, so, uh, so uh, Mario, well. I asked the kids, but Mario, what's it been like for you? Uh, you know, what was it? What's the reaction from your friends, family, stuff like that? Um, a lot of congratulations going through the family and friends and everyone's just excited because we all wanted to win the state championship. And now that it actually happened like reality, we're all excited and ready for like, what's going to come next. And for Devin, hopefully winning again next year. (laughs) No pressure, Devin. (laughs) Casey, what was that bus ride like back? It was a fun bus ride. I mean, compared to last year, the bus ride last year was not fun. I would all. imagine that, no. No. It was <laughs> quiet. Nobody was talking. This bus ride, I mean, everyone was excited. You know, we just won the state championships. So, I mean, it was the – everyone was talking. Everyone was all fired up. So, it was a good bus ride home. Yeah, who's I mean – Who's the biggest clown on the bus on the ride home? Who's who's dancing? Who's Got to be Hmm. It's Casey. I was Casey. Casey's definitely the rowdy one on the bus. I could get rowdy. I we had, I had the the twenty twenty two champion sign and I was putting it on the back of the bus as people were driving behind us and everyone was giving us like fist bumps and stuff like that. So it was fun. Oh, that's awesome. I I had my money on Izzo. Who who is in charge of the music? Who who's got the uh, the aux cord or whatever you cool kids call it now? Well, so. When we played Woodland in the semifinals, one of our coaches had a, like a big like boom box and we it was like the first time we brought it to the game and we like walked into playing a song and uh, that was the, the game we lost. So av- ever since that game and before that game, we, we decided we're never bringing that on the bus again. I, never I, again. Th- I yeah. thought you were going to say that was the first time you saw a boom box. No. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> uh, Pete, they have Bluetooth boom boxes now. They're yeah, really cool. I don't know if you guys know what out. an iPod was or a <laughs> Zoom or a cassette player. Um, but, you know, guys, I remember last season, uh, I remember vi- vividly, you know, the group of you staying on the field, watching Coggenshog celebrate uh, in the Class S championship last year on the Friday night. How much did that fuel you guys to you know never have that feeling again you know ryan uh, you you were kind of at the center of it last year center of it this year you know how much did that fuel you watching cog and Chog celebrate in that final last year um no it definitely fueled us i think um last year was casey that said maybe casey or foley that said like watch him celebrate we'll be back here next year and um 
that was our goal all year. So um, it definitely fueled us. I remember what it was like, like it was yesterday. I thought we were going to go out there and win and, and it quickly changed and, and the game was over fast and you could blink and, um, and they were celebrating. And I remember exactly what happened and we wanted to change that. So um, added to the fire this year and uh, we finished the job. Yeah. And you, you had, you got the home run. Uh, it was funny. I was standing on the first base perch with the photographers. I'm like, you know, I haven't seen a home run yet this weekend. Uh, and then one of the uh, Kevin Roberts from the Republican American goes, I wonder if anyone would ever hit the press box. And then I told the story about the time Jimmy Sullivan not only hit the press box and went over the press box, literally the next pitch, you went right there. Uh, so I just want to like, I semi called it. I'm going to take like 50% of the credit, but you know, you, uh, you, uh, you spoke about it with Scott, but you know, your dad hit a home run for Platt in the finals in the eighties, their last championship. How special of a moment was that for you to do that in that game? You know, knowing that your dad had done it all those years ago. I mean, every time we, we drove past it, I think my dad told me that he hit the press box and whatever. Um, so I knew he had done it even growing up, but then going back there, my dad uh, talked to me before the game and he was like, you know, I hit the press box. And, um, so we, we had talked about it before the game and, and he told me that I was going to have a good game. Um, and I guess I trusted him and then went out there and uh, got a good pitch and hit the press box. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's simple. I don't, I don't know why more people don't do it. <laughs> hey, Brendan, obviously this team hits a lot, scores a lot of runs, but without the pitching of you and Tanati this year, uh, you obviously can't win a state championship. How did you guys develop and, and work as a, as a pitching staff this year? Well, I mean, ever since we started at Pitchers and Catchers, like, I think Vic and Jarrett both knew that, like, this was going to be a special thing between me and Joey. Like, we worked our butt offs, like, all off season. Like, we did everything we could to put these guys in a place to win. And I feel like, like, me and Joey, we built a really good friendship over, like, through the entire school year. And I think that's really what helped us, like, bond together and help us pitch well. What about your catcher? Oh. <laughs> Yeah, me and Casey have been buddies for a long time. I mean, like, there's – you can't really – you don't really beat the chemistry between us because, like, we can be honest with each other. Like, Casey tells me when I mess up, like, it's like you can't get anything better than that. It's like it, it helps you, like, in a mental way. Yo, Brent, how did you see the pitchers develop this year and, and come along? I mean, I think we developed in, a, like, a really good way, like – from the like the beginning of the season, we struggled a little bit, but like as the season went on, we kind of got more comfortable. We found our groove, and it just everything fell into place towards the end of the season. Like I, I wouldn't be able to ask for anything more than that. Yeah, coach, how did how did you see it uh, from the pitching standpoint? Because they obviously got stronger as the year went on. Yeah, um, uh, you know enough can't be said about obviously these guys putting in the effort and uh, and, and getting the job done, but uh, especially Brendan, I, you know the team ERA. Uh, after the last game Saturday, I think our team ERA was 0.94 as a team, crazy. Um, which is crazy. <laughs> um, and, you know, Foley, especially prior, to, uh, right after the Northwest Catholic game, I think he had 13 or Jared actually put it all together. Uh, I think he had 13 walks in 16 innings um, and he was having some, some location issues uh, in the Northwest game at Duncan. Uh, I was, a, you know, it wasn't the easiest game to pitch into. It was windy. Uh, it was kind of cold, so uh, but he was going from the full windup uh, earlier in the year, and then Jarrett Stowers, the pitching coach, uh, you know, enough can't be said about you know him either. He puts in a lot of time and effort with these guys. Uh, made a mechanical adjustment uh, for Brendan, and he went from from the windup to the stretch, and I think that helped him out a lot. 
And I think the rest of the way after that Northwest game, Brendan only had six walks the rest of the way. Um, his two best games, uh, obviously, through the you know, the perfect game was obviously his best game of the year. But uh, enough can't be said. You know, and I told them after we won on Saturday, we, would, we wouldn't have got there without him. Um, that game against St. Bernard, he, he threw seven shutout innings. I think he had 13 or 14 strikeouts that game. Uh, and then again, you know, seven pitch, pitches, another shutout against against Immaculate there. I think it's six and six and a third. We brought Leggett in for two outs there in the seventh. But, uh, you know, another puts up another, you know, another zero there against Immaculate. And it, without without those two outings, you know, we don't get to the finals and, and, and give Joey the opportunity to close it out there on Saturday. The yeah, St. Bernard we, uh, thing. We don't, ahead, we don't talk too much about the perfect game because I might have left early. Um, and I blame <laughs> I blame the St. Paul scoreboard for that because it only has runs. And I just was like, okay, I'm going to leave now. And then uh, Brendan threw a perfect game. So congrats on that. That's my bad. But, you know, Brendan, you you pitched masterfully in the semifinals, kind of a revenge for you. How nice was that? being able to, you know, kind of be the focal point at Palmer Field in the semifinals after a year ago where you maybe didn't have your best stuff in that final? Yeah, I mean, honestly, it felt great. I mean, it was heartbreaking for us, especially me being the starting pitcher in the championship game. Like, I mean, I feel like I came a long way from last year to this year and just getting my redemption at par. It, it felt so good, like. I mean, it, it just kind of felt unreal to me because I never thought I'd be able to get a chance back there. But, I mean, as the opportunity came, I was like, I need to get this done. Like, I did everything I possibly could to pitch my best, and I just I wanted it so badly. Yeah, you guys, you guys had a couple of moments there in the state tournament. Obviously, the semifinal game, Foley's revenge, and then uh, the St. Bernard's game, like Scott was going to bring up. Uh, I had spoken to the three. Uh, I have spoken to Casey Ryan and Mario earlier in the year about – being pitched against and who gets intentionally walked and, you know, down one Ryan gets a hit. Then they intentionally walk Mario to face Casey. Casey, what was that level? What were you feeling going into that bat? Was it a, the level of disrespect here, you know? And then obviously, you know, take us through that at bat that saved the season for you guys. Well, during that at bat, I was feeling like I was, I blew the game. (laughs) I had the air into going or throwing a ball to first and that runner, they did a hit and run or it was a, I think it was it a, I don't know. He stole or something. And then a hit and run to score. And we were down one, nothing. And I was just like, Oh, that's, that's all my fault right there. And then luckily I got another chance. They walked Mario and I was just, I wasn't really thinking anything. I, I went up there and I was just like, all right, well, hopefully I get a hit here. <laughs> and then, uh, he threw me a middle, middle fastball, and I just jumped on it right away, first pitch. And then after <laughs> that, after that, like every – I was actually going down first, and my dad was sitting, like, by the press box, and I look up, and my dad is almost on the field. <laughs> my dad was almost on the field. And right after that, I, like, completely blanked out. Everything went by so fast. It was crazy. Yeah, I mean, Coach, you are – like I, t- I asked you before, I mean, inches away. I mean, if he misses that pitch by an inch and he pops it up, the season's over. I mean, yeah. t- what were the emotions like in that last inning when St. Bernard goes up by a run there and, and everything's kind of hanging in the balance? It, you know, it, you kind of get down a little bit, but the same, you know, you're looking at what, who we have coming up in the bottom of the inning there. We're, we have the top of the order. So, 
I mean, we've scored runs in bunches. So I, yeah, it, it wasn't ideal to go down one, nothing there in the, in the eighth, but uh, you know, I knew we had the top of the order up and, and big bats up uh, and, and, you know, Casey, Casey definitely uh, got a hold of that pitch. That was probably his, his worst pitch of the game and made a mistake there and Casey made him pay. But, you know, anytime we have the top of the order and the middle of the order coming up, we're, we have a good chance of scoring runs there. And, uh, you know, even Devin let off there with a hard hit ball in the hole. And I was surprised because third baseman's playing in the hole makes a great play on him instead of playing on the line guarding against doubles. When he first hit, I'm like, oh, it's a leadoff hit and makes a good play there. Uh, Ryan does a good job. Uh, getting on there with a single and then taking the extra base um, on the throw coming in from the outfield that they, they walked Mario there. I don't think it was any disrespect to Casey. I think they walked Mario there to set up the double play because they actually did turn two double plays earlier in the game. So, you know, I, I can see what they were doing there to set up two. And then, you know, Casey, you know, I, I, I like to think Casey was thinking it was disrespectful and let him think that all he wants. Cause it worked. But uh, <laughs> I, I think the coach was looking to turn, turn two there and yeah. end the game. So, hey, uh, uh, Devin, I wanted to ask you, these guys are all seniors. What was it like for you as a junior kind of being with this group of guys? And, and what are you going to take into next year that, that you've learned from these guys? No, it definitely helps having, having those guys to mentor me, like especially Ryan, Casey and Mario. I've been working out with them all season. It was good having them training me, mentoring me, helping me in the cage. You know, I always talked about Ryan, about the little things, about hitting and stuff, something we've always talked about. And it's just been good having those guys. Now I was talking about my dad recently taking over that role next year with the younger guys on the team and hopefully repeating this year. <clears throat> yeah, yeah seniors, no it, it, Ryan, is that something you, you want to – is it important to you to pass that down so that next year's team is, is in good hands, that you want to perpetuate the program? Yeah, I think it's, it's really important. Um, definitely got close with Devin this year. Um, became like – family basically um but last year I helped him get into the clubhouse which ended up being really good for him and that's when we kind of got close and and uh, I started like sharing more with him about what I do he started telling me more about what he did and then I mean it wasn't like we weren't friends last year we were friends but it's just different now um just telling him more about what what needs to happen when he goes forward and um giving him whatever I can basically um, because he plays the same position as me and he's in a similar position as me going into his senior year. I'm going to slide right into short there, Devin. We'll see what happens. Wherever Vic puts me, that's where I'll be at. <laughs> right answer. <laughs> well, I mean, Wherever guys, the team needs me. Yeah. I mean, you guys do have a couple of guys back, um, you know, from next year from this year's team, obviously there's going to be that target on the back in class S not only have you guys, you know, won the championship this year, but you went to the championship a year ago. I mean, Vic, when you took over this program, was that kind of the goal? Like we're going to, I want to be a perennial power. I want to be the team that everyone is looking to beat every single time we take the field. I don't know if you think about it as being a perennial power, but me personally, I've always been the type of person where I, you know, I, um, I, um, I always want to try to win and put the, you know, put the best effort out there when you, you know, put your lineup together. And, you know, I, I, I always hated losing, you know, and pick up basketball or a wiffle ball game in the backyard with family or, you know, it just, it was my nature, but I don't know if it was so much of building a perennial like a powerhouse. I mean, but, you know, we want, obviously you play the game to win. 
So, um, you know, it's been, we've been successful, you know, since, since 16, but even prior to, to me getting there, they, they had talent and they, they, you know, they, the, everything was kind of set in place and, uh, you know, and, and these guys have to get most of the credit. I mean, when teams win, it's the players and the talent I've had, I've been lucky enough to have talented players like, like these guys that are on the screen and, and guys that aren't even on the screen here. So um, when teams lose, it's on, it's on the coach, but when teams win, it's, it's, it's the players and, and they don't get enough credit. So. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a pro answer right there, coach. Yeah, I mean, it's the truth though. I mean, it really is. I mean, these guys, I have, I had a lot of talent this year. I mean, in, in, in the past as well, but this was probably my most talented team. And, uh, you know, on both sides of, you know, offensively and, you know, on, on the pitching staff without a doubt. So what made this group different than teams in your past to be able to break through? These guys were confident. Like they said, after last year's loss, they, they had a goal set for themselves that they were going to get back and win this and win this thing. And, and, you know, outside of the St. Bernard game, it was pretty much, um, we were tested in that game, but other than that, you know, other than that St. Bernard game, it was, it was pretty decisive. I mean, we, you know, these guys kind of took control of the, of the tournament from the beginning. You know, you guys um, lost in the NVL uh, tournament last year, lost yep. in the finals. Then again, you lose in the semifinals this year. What was said after that game? What was that a turning point for you guys to be like, Hey, we can't, you know, take an inning off. We can't take, well, you know, pitch off. We need to put our foot down and, and just continue to do what we're doing. I think Casey said it best. It was uh, there was an article after we won on Saturday. I don't know which paper or who the interview was with, but Casey said it best. I mean, after losing that game, it's it's a little bit of a wake up call, um, you know, to make us realize that we're not unbeatable, that we can be beat if uh, we don't play our best game. And then, and I don't necessarily think we didn't play our best game that night. Uh, we had a lot of things not go our way. Um, Woodland played really well I think they played a perfect game um and we still had we were one hit away from tying that game and a probably a double away from taking the lead there and uh or actually winning the game in the bottom of the seventh so um but we we had some things not go our way but credit to Woodland you know they did they they did their part to beat us but um it is a wake-up call and I, Casey kind of said that in that you know in that interview there that uh you know we just needed to realize we need to just play our game worry about ourselves and keep doing the things that we've done all year to, you know, to make us successful. And, and that's what we did. We had, a, we had a great, we had some good practices, um, you know, Memorial Day weekend uh, leading up to the tournament. And then obviously going into the finals, I think our best practices uh, were the three days leading up to the finals. Were you guys pulling for Woodland there in, the, in their game, Class M? Yeah, Steve's, uh, Steve and I are good friends. Um, you know, I saw him when we were leaving, uh, when I was leaving the field, uh, there at the gate, they were coming out of the batting cage after taking batting practice. So I wished, uh, wished them luck. And, uh, you know, his assistant coach, uh, Frank Fedak, his father was, uh, one of my coaches at Sacred Heart University. So there's a little history there. Frank was actually in the dugout when I was playing in college. So he was, I think, I don't know, he might've been eight or nine years old when his father was coaching me at Sacred Heart. So yeah, there's some history there. So that definitely pulling for, pulling for an NBL team and especially, you know, Steve and those guys. Yeah, it validates the league being strong if you have two state finalists, I would think, right? Absolutely. Yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Love the NVL. <laughs> One of the leagues I do like. <laughs> Tanati's actually calling me right now. <laughs> Joey. Hey, what's up? Coach, my Wi-Fi is down. <laughs> I'm going to mute myself. 
All right, you know, Ryan, you are a Meriden guy. Anyone else a Meriden guy? I know Ryan is. All right, Ryan, I, I worked in Meriden for a couple of years. I know a bunch of your elementary school teachers who, who were rooting for you a lot, uh, who are coaches for Platt now. But are you a Ted's guy or a Kayla Mays guy? That is, that is a very important question. <laughs> I'm going to be so honest. I don't even go to either. But um, I think the last one that I went to was Kayla Mays. Okay. Got to go with Ted's on this, Pete. What? Ted's. Ted's where it's at. No. I, went, I mean, Ted's I is Kayla really Mays. good, but the I, I love Kayla I Mays. To, the last burger that I got from, like, one of those places was Kayla Mays. It's the cheese, man. It's just the <laughs> cheese. It's too much cheese. It's too much cheese. That makes the same cheeseburger great. <laughs> but, Devin, where are you from? I'm from I'm from Shellington. I'm, I'm the town over. Okay. So, you still, you still go hit up the steamed cheeseburger tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Mario, where are you from? Torrington. Casey's yeah. from Torrington. That I know. Did any of you guys play together coming up, or was it the first time on, on St. Uh, Paul? I played with Casey a couple of times coming up. I think that's it, though. Middle school AU. I played against Mario. I played against Mario. I mean, I played against Ryan. I played against <laughs> Devin, too. Yeah, I slipped up from so, there. So how is that coming together in high school as opposed to playing as, you know, youth? You know, that kind of team building has to be done very quickly. Yeah, I feel like you build up chemistry in the classroom more because you see each other every day through the halls, and then that just translates onto the baseball field when the season starts. Mara, you, you look just so Hollywood right now. <laughs> yeah, my girlfriend's house right now. So you got the cool guy shades. Yeah. Life. Speaking yeah. of cool guy shades, whose sunglasses broke in the pile? Ryan. Those are my sunglasses. <laughs> so those are my glasses. And Devin was wearing them. Before the game, I said, Devin, if you break these glasses, you're buying them. <laughs> and and we go to line up and get our medals. And Mario's like, bro, I think your glasses are on the mound. And I'm like, my glasses are on my hat. And he's like, no, the ones that Devin was wearing. So I go and I look and they were so deep under the mound. I, I literally could barely find them. I couldn't even see them. And they, they, everything was snapped in half. Um, so, yeah, they're gone. So I just bought this pair right here. It was worth it. Also, Ryan. It's, wor- I- it's, wor- it's worth it if you lose it in a, in a pig pile. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The yeah, it yeah. is. But, Ryan, I, I got to say, again, you please correct me if I'm wrong here, but it looked like you may have avoided – the pile uh, was that was that a business decision? I I didn't think I avoided it. I just didn't go right under. I'm like going under. Right I was on top. I'm not. I'm not jumping down in the bottom. I don't want to get. So, I don't want to get hurt in there. Well, I, K- Casey I was, was the first one on the. I was all the. So I was the first one that got to Joey, and I was like, "Oh, we're doing a dog pile. Like, come on, we just want to stay championship." So. I like tackle him down and I'm on my back and then everyone starts getting on. Uh, and I'm like looking at Joey. I'm like, dude, I cannot breathe right now. Like I was, <laughs> there's so much pressure on me. I was like, Oh my God. It was, wasn't it like a great idea. I think. But <laughs> yeah. Devin's Devin sunglasses were poking you in the back. It was terrible. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, we asked um, Matt Scott because we didn't see him. We asked him if he stayed at the pile. He goes, no, I was at the bottom buried under it. It was not great. <laughs> I mean, I figured like prized, prized human right there that he would he would have to be out of it. 
That's what I asked. I asked. I was like, Matt, I didn't see you, but apparently he was in the bottom. Like you said, business decision. You stay, stay out of there. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, is this Joey? Joey Tanati just joined the show. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, Joey. Joey, um, just quickly. I mean, what take us through that final out when Casey just came and tackled you? Uh, yeah, you know, there's a, there, there's so many things to describe that situation, that feeling. Um, it was just such a good feeling to know that, like, we finally did it after working towards it the whole season. Um, it was just a really good feeling to uh, have it, have it like done. Like we were the champs, uh, kind of call it ours. You know? Absolutely. <coughs> oh, I think we might have lost them. Well, at least we got one answer from him. Somewhere was a No, we got no, it. Just... Where are you, Joey? Yeah, service is bad. Uh, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm in Georgia right now. Oh, Georgia, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll, forg- we'll forgive your bad service. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. I'm in the sticks. I'm in the sticks of Georgia right now. It's bad. <laughs> Not well, a lot good of luck, good luck in your showcase or your game or whatever you got down there. Yeah, thank you. I actually just played my last game. Oh, nice. Good. So post good luck. Yeah. Pete, you got <laughs> yeah, any more fun you. ones for you guys? No, nah, I'm all I'm all funned out. I, all right. I I had my steamed cheeseburger question. That was that was my that's my most important question for Meriden people. That's a fair question. <laughs> Ryan, are you off cheeseburgers or just off the steamed cheeseburgers? I'm a super picky eater, so I don't even get into that. I Ryan's just, the pickiest my, eater you'll ever meet. I just eat my chicken and rice and, and stay quiet. All right, like Wade yeah, Boggs. Right. I don't know if you know Wade Boggs. Wade Boggs had chicken before every game. Yeah, but didn't he yeah, have fried chicken? chicken? No, not fried chicken. It was like not grilled chicken. chicken. Before. Like grilled chicken, like healthy chicken. This kid's healthy, Pete. That's, so That's so boring. That's so boring. That's so boring. Again, he's a healthy 18-year-old athlete. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, guys, uh, congratulations again. Uh, Thank you all for coming on. Uh, Most of you on your summer vacations. Um, Joey and Georgia, that's really awesome that you guys were able to get on here. So congratulations again. You guys are champions forever, and uh, we appreciate everything you guys have given us this year. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us, guys. Really appreciate it. Get back to work. Yeah. <laughs> Devin, we'll see you again here uh, next year, right? Yeah, Devin, next year. Same time. See, you guys will see me next year. Hopefully, same conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, dude. We are joined now on High and Tight by the Class M state champions, Joel Barlow Falcons, coaches Matt Griffith, Tim Aiza. Jason Gaudio. Oh my God. <laughs> well, Scott and Matt Scott. Jason, I'm going to let you say your own name because I obviously cannot say it. Gaudio. Thank you, sir. All right. Now, 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 Jason, you say Paguaga. Yeah, that's what? even harder. No, you say my last name. Paguaga. <laughs> We're even. The first year we did the podcast, I said Pete's name about 10 different ways every time I introduced first, The first yeah, 10 episodes. You guys have been saying it wrong. <laughs> I don't even know if Pete knows how to say it right. Uh, but guys, 
<laughs> Guys, welcome to the show. Congratulations. Coach, what's it been like, you know, the last 48 hours since you won? It, it's been awesome. It, it, it's it's been a roller coaster of emotions. I don't know what I don't know what you guys think. Um, and you know, all, all the work we put in, you know, that was all that was always our ultimate goal. Um, but in baseball, you can kind of do everything right um, and it and it not work out. So and, you know, the pieces fell in place, and I, and I think we're all feeling really good about it. Yeah, Jason, you know, when you guys got knocked out of the SWCs, was that sort of a wake up for you guys? And did you guys refocus after that heading into States? Yeah, I think especially offensively, it was like a good time for us to refocus and uh, fix our approaches, especially like with a curveball and like seeing, seeing a decent pitcher. Like in the, in the finals of the Class M, we saw a kid come into Bryant who went all state and we saw a good pitcher and we hit him well. So I think the loss in the SWC helped us especially offensively. Yeah, that offense um... – Look, I'll be honest with you, heading into this year, you know, we obviously everyone knew about Matt and leading up to the tournament, every coach, every baseball fan I spoke to, every person I spoke to when they asked about Barla, they asked about Matt. Um, Matt's obviously awesome. Matt, you know that we know that. But this team putting up a 20 spot was there, you know, Jason will as you know, other very good players on this team. Was it kind of like a hey, we got the whole state watching now. We are going to prove a lot right now. Um, yeah, sure. It was, it was a bit of that for sure. We always had confidence in ourselves, even like with the first live ABs we took in the winter, we were hitting pretty good pitching very well. So we, and like even in the like the game time CT polls, we see like in the, at the beginning of the year, like Jafar is about to prove himself as more than just Matt Scott. I think that was a big part for us going in against a good pitcher and proving ourselves offensively one through nine. We all hit, I think. I don't know anyone alive that didn't get a hit yesterday. I mean, I didn't get a hit. I was, I think I was the only one who didn't get a hit. I think everybody had a hit. Yeah. So. <laughs> you were still on base. So. Yeah, that's true. You, you know, it, it's, it was, it was something wild uh, to be honest with you. You know, for me, I, I thought it would be a pitcher's duel. Uh, it obviously was not, but you know, what worked, what clicked, on Saturday that just made this team go. I mean, this is the, it was the most run scored in a state championship baseball game since 1976. I mean, that's wild. Well, I'll, I, I would say that we had three days to prepare. I think all we did was, was hit. I'm not sure how much you guys went to class. Sorry, Barley teacher. <laughs> uh, we, we knew Belcher was good. We knew that he was going to, um, you know, we have scouring reports, but you never know until they actually are in the game. Uh, but we, but we knew he had a good fastball. We assumed he would, he, would, you know, his strategy would be to get ahead with that. Um, and our plan was to be ultra aggressive and jump on the fastball right away and try to stay out of pitchers' counts. And and that's what we did. I knew we were confident. I would say that we were going to have some success with that. Um, it you know, I never thought we'd score 20, um, but hitting contagious and the guy's approach was, was right on. They executed exactly the plan that we wanted to. And it was a kind of perfect sum up to our, to our year. They've executed really all year long. And um, we're best when we have a bit of a chip on our shoulder and we certainly went into that game with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you guys, when you get into a game like that, you have to go in thinking it's going to be tight. There's a lot of nerves. And then you put up like 13 in the third inning. Does that dissipate at all? Or then are you just like, all right, we got to close this out. We got to finish this. What's the, what's the dugout like after you put up 13 in the third? 
Yeah, I mean, we've had games this season where we've been complacent, you know, with seven, eight runs. And I, I think we kind of learned from that a little bit. You know, we, we, we were up, I think, seven, nothing after two or maybe four, nothing after two. And even then we were like, you know, we got to keep our foot on the gas and get more runs because it's a championship game. You know, you see this in college baseball, too. You know, anything can happen. People put up eight, nine runs in an inning. So we, we just didn't want to get complacent. So clearly yeah, Matt has that? been watching the Stanford UConn series. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, was, was the game you guys played against Granby helpful in that way? Because they kind of chipped away at you guys and, and stayed in that game for a while, right? hundred percent. And that, I think, I think that's probably what Matt was thinking about um, with what he said. I think, I think we were up seven, nothing. And that ended up being a, being a close game when Matt came out of that game. Um, so, and I think, I think, you know, one quality that good teams have in common is that they learn from experiences, good, good and bad. And, that, and that's something that made us good this year is, is we were able to, to do that as, as Jay said, with the, with the SWC loss and, um, every failure is a, is an opportunity to kind of grow and get better. If you look at it that way. Hey, Will, have you ever hit a ball harder than that one you ripped over the center fielder's head that like <laughs> had a slice on it? I mean, that was a rope. Yeah. That felt good to hit for sure. <laughs> Did you know that you were a home run away from the cycle in like the fourth inning? <laughs> so I was in the press box. I, I like took a bunch of photos. You guys gave me enough things to shoot photos of. So I was like, oh, perfect. I'm going to go edit these. You got up with the bases loaded and I started hitting Scott. I'm like, take your video camera out. If you hit a home run, it's a cycle. Um, so, you, so you were, so you were trying to go yard in that at bat. Yeah, that I ended up getting walked, and then I, <laughs> and then I was I was hitting from the guys um, after my third at bat. Once I had the single, double, triple, I was hitting from a bunch of guys, and so I was ready to go up there and hit a hit <laughs> Well, speaking of the home run, uh, Jason, you you hit a a bomb, and I, so I was I was actually perfectly in line taking photos. So I was talking to a, a friend of mine who used to coach at Woodland. And then you hit the home run. So I was like right there. And I got you were waving your hands in the air going crazy. And then you went around third. And I don't know if you and coach like just missed each other. But I have like this photo of him like stiffing you on a high five. (laughs) (laughs) He thought it was intentional. I was like, "Hmm, maybe Matt didn't like him to hit the home run there. (laughs) Well, he was actually worried about like technically you're not allowed to touch. The coach is not allowed to touch me when I'm running around third. So it was a championship game. And I think he was worried about that, which actually makes sense. Like, I want to get my my nice moment called out because he gave me a high five. (laughs) I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Well, I I actually went out to second base after on defense just just to make sure he knew that. <laughs> yeah. but yeah, you, just, you know, we have you get into the conference tournament and you have um, you have umpires that we've never had before, so you just you yeah. just never know. So technically, yeah. you're not supposed to touch players when they're when they're in play. So I was just trying to play it safe. <laughs> I like I. Yeah, I, I looked at it. I was like, oh, man, I, I don't think Coach is happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, know, you never know with the umpires. I mean, there was there was a few confrontations there with uh, Woodland and the, and the home plate guys, so you, you want to be safe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, um, you know, Coach, you and I spoke before the game about the decision to to throw Matt, and I know it was – it was a big one uh, for obviously for you and, you know, for Matt throwing on Tuesday – um, but what I really liked, I mean, obviously you guys make the decision, but but I I kind of as a baseball fan, as, as someone who who loves high school baseball and, and loves doing my job, 
you know, you guys didn't tell anybody. And, and you told me that, you know, you wanted Matt to be a high school kid one more time. And I, I just thought that was so incredible. And, and, you know, if you could just kind of go into a little bit more detail kind of about that decision, you know, from either uh, coach or uh, Matt. Sure. Yeah. I mean, well, the whole coaching staff and I have been kind of talking about it for a while after, uh, after the game on Tuesday and we kind of knew that it was a possibility. We didn't make any, you know, immediate rash decisions. You know, I'm going to start like after Tuesday, you know, we, we were just trying to celebrate our win. So the first time I think we made it to the semifinals and then the championship since 1964, not, not only win the championship, but, um, you know, I did everything I could to recover as, as best I could, you know, I got ample sleep. I was, you know, stretching out a lot, making sure I was getting my throwing and my working out my, you know, eating a lot of food to help me <laughs> help recover. Um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it, it came down to the night before when we were finally just like, you know what, let, let, let's do this one last time. Let's go out and throw. Uh, I was always going to plan on maybe relieving coming in for an inning or two, but you know, just have to kind of go out with one last start. It, it felt good. And like you were saying, we didn't let anybody know. I didn't let any scouts know or anything like that. I kind of wanted to, you know, solely focus on winning this game because that's really what was most important to me and this team right now. How'd you feel when you went out to right field and you're throwing the ball against the fence? Are you, are you feeling normal? Or are you feeling tighter? What, what was your feeling at that point before the game? Oh, I felt, yeah, I felt totally fine. Just like any other game. Uh, you know, I did the exact same warm up, same everything. And uh, you know, it paid off. So I, I, I didn't feel any soreness at all throughout the game, tightness, nothing. Just, uh, I did a good job of preparing myself. I and mean, we, we were very conservative the whole season with, uh, with pitch counts and all that stuff. I think a few of the games I threw 60, 70 pitches due to mercy rule. I think there might've been one game where I went over a hundred pitches before this. So um, yeah, I felt, I felt like my body was in great shape to, to go out there and do it on three days rest one last time. I mean, you, you stepped up, obviously. I think it was 10 Ks and five. Um, just quickly, how was the bus ride home? Cause it, you looked like you had jumped in a pool by the time, <laughs> you know, you were done. I, at one point someone tried to throw water on you again and everyone's like, look how wet he is. Leave I was like, how many bottles of water do they have in that dog? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so how, how gross was that drive home on the bus? Just covered. <laughs> you know, immediately after, I think five or six of my, my teammates made it a mission just to get me as soaked as possible. Throughout, you know, after the game and then during the interview. But, um, you know, I, I honestly didn't even notice it at all on the bus ride home. Everybody was so energetic, so amped up after the win. It was it was, it was just a great atmosphere on the bus. And then speaking of the celebration, obviously, big celebration. I'm going to be honest with you, Matt. I didn't see you kind of in that pile. Was that a business decision? <laughs> oh, I was at the bottom of that pile. Were you really? <laughs> I found him on top of the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was at the bottom of that pile. I was like looking through the photos. I'm like, I don't see Matt. I think he was hovering on the outside. No, he's buried. <laughs> I had like six guys on no, top. No, he was of crushing me. our five feet second baseman. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what does it mean to you guys that when you come back to the school forever, that your year is going to be up on that banner and and knowing that that you guys did that? I'm sure there's a banner in the gym now that says 1964 that you must look at every once in a while, right? Well, I'll say I'll say one thing that just happened today, which was, which was really cool. Um, we got uh, we got an email from three players from the 1964 team, and these wow. were guys we don't know. You know, we don't know any of them, um, and and now we do, and that and that has been happening all weekend. Um, in that our family, the the championship really kind of ext- extended our family. 
um, in, in that we had we had such an outpouring of support and 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 those you know in and around the program for the you know over the years reach out with a congratulations um and now those are relationships we have going forward which is which is awesome but it's just been a roller coaster for of emotions it's it's been awesome and i think you get to the point now where you know it's it's all you know starting to merge into kind of gratitude you know for for the players and parents and um it was it was the season was magic and it was you know and and the part of it that was that was magic was the was the journey not necessarily the very end but the, the whole way there was just awesome yeah and you guys accomplished something that charlie morton never did <laughs> i mean he won, he won a world series thousands of players didn't <laughs> charlie morton you know char or meatloaf <laughs> that's true that's true <laughs> yeah meatloaf yeah. right yeah former barlow coach yeah, that's Did any of you guys have games uh, this weekend uh, at Sunday or anything? <laughs> Were you back at it or no? You or anything? No, 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 no good, All right, good. <laughs> we, we talked, we talked to Windsor and they had double header of their summer teams uh, s- uh, Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> uh, they didn't. They did not play. But they didn't play Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> but how how has the reception been at school? Um, you know, obviously this was a great spring for Barlow, the volleyball team won. Uh, they were there supporting. I, I saw a couple of the, uh, the volleyball players, your superintendent was, was standing next to me the entire game. Very nice. <laughs> I, I honestly, I turned around. I asked him if she was the athletic director. Cause you don't normally see superintendents like hanging out, taking photos, posting on Instagram. Yeah. And he was just like chilling. Um, but how, how has the reception been at school? It's been pretty cool, to be honest. Like, I mean, you see if teachers coming up to you saying congratulations. I mean, it was there was like probably 20, 25 teachers at the game. Like, there was a whole section of just teachers. It was it was very cool. And like, I mean, everyone plays t-ball, so everyone likes baseball to some degree, you know. So it's a sport like that everyone can come to appreciate when we win. It's also it's a hard sport to win. So it was it was definitely very cool coming today and like getting high fires from my teachers and stuff, especially being like near the end of the end, end of the school year and stuff. I'm not going to see them again. So. And yeah, they're just like, hey, forget that assignment you didn't do. You hit that home run. I got a few <laughs> the, the restaurants I had school today, so it was pretty cool. <laughs> when do you guys graduate? This week? A uh, week from today. A week from today, nice. Good, so you get to enjoy it at least a little bit more. I do have one question. So I run the Game Time Instagram account, and uh, after your game, I posted all your photos. Also, I start getting all these, like, shares and notifications. And everyone's calling Matt Corporal or Sergeant. I'm like, what is going on? So now I need to ask, is it Corporal? Is it Sergeant? What is the what is the nickname? What's the story behind it? There was emojis. <laughs> if it's appropriate, their reaction yeah, makes it seem like it might not be. Okay. We have... We have three or four kids on our team that ranked everybody on our team with different military rankings, I guess. And they call themselves the corporals, and they call me Sarge for some reason. Sergeant General. Sergeant General. Sergeant General. Yeah, it gets on everybody's nerves a little bit when we're but, down in a game. But, you know, when we're up, it's definitely. We have a medic on our team. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's. It, I, oh. Everyone's got their uh, everyone's got their role. 
What are you guys? Will, what are you? Um, I'm in his footsteps. I'm little Sarge. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, so the second tallest kid on the team is little Sarge. Okay, that makes sense. And Jason, what about you? Uh, I'm captain. Captain, I love it. Yeah. Captain, captain. <laughs> I was just looking at him like, what is going on here? <laughs> and then our coaches have names as well. Yes. Coach Griffiths is, I think, Chief. 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 <laughs> what about you? What about Isa? What's your name, Coach? Colonel. 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 Yeah. I like that. Yeah, Coach D. Simone is warden. <laughs> <laughs> the enforcer. <laughs> that's too funny that's that that is that's the, one of the great things about baseball is stuff like that you don't get that in any other sport you know just it's such a fun game like what's it been like for you guys not on the field just like in the dugout and with each other all season and for the last four years and i don't know if you guys all grew up i mean i know matt and will probably did but jason did you grow up playing with all these guys too yeah i did i mean i remember catching Matt when i was 10 years old he broke my thumb <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we also have a very young team. Like a lot of our good players, like the Nelson Twins, are sophomores. And, like yeah, Obi, Tyler, juniors. So it's like it's a very goofy team, but it also like like <laughs> we, we have our goofy time, but they they also manage to like reel it in and be serious. So it's been it's very fun on and off the field. So yeah, I'd say this is definitely, at least in my four years here, the most tight knit team we've had. Yes, like we're all we're all best friends. You know, we're hanging out after school, during school, even, and you don't really see that too often when you only have you know like. We have two seniors in the starting lineup that are graduating. So we're an extremely young team. So going forward, we just want to, you know, kind of leave that footprint on this, on this team and on this program to kind of keep that tight knit group. Yeah, you guys, guys read, are you guys Reading or Easton? Where do you guys, where do you guys grow up? All of us are Reading. All three of us. All Reading. Okay. I honestly just learned that Easton was a part of that because I just moved like around here and I like saw a sign. I'm like, Easton. Oh, I wonder where that is. That's apparently Joel Barlow High School. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know now. Yeah, and, and in Woodland, you guys, both those schools you guys played were both two-town teams because Woodland's Prospect and uh, Beacon, Beacon Falls. Yeah, but Beacon Falls is like, I love Beacon Falls. I've been there, but it's literally one road. <laughs> I've been there. It's nice. I have friends in Woodland. Easton's not much more. So, I mean – you know, what do you think about the team moving forward? I mean, that leaving you guys leave up behind a pretty good legacy. Like, do you think this is something that these guys can continue to be contenders every year? Definitely. I, def I definitely think so. Because we, we have, you know, sophomores and freshmen that are stepping up huge, just like seniors would uh, in the past four years. And, you know, if they can keep doing that, I think we're definitely going to have a lot of success in the future. Yeah, no pressure, coach. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, the pressure's off now. I mean, I now you just have fun and play baseball, you know. <laughs> but I, I think at the same time, having having the experience that those that the younger players did this year at that level is is huge. You know, some it, it's hard it's hard to replicate. You know, a state title run in in practice, um, and and the fact that those guys have already now had that experience, um, I think, gives us kind of a head start for next year. We for sure don't plan to be one and done. We're, we're coming back next year with a vengeance to, to defend the title and, and hopefully do it all again. And one of the benefits of that game was you got to get some guys in, too, that get on Palmer Field and play. That, that had to be pretty cool for some of those players, right? For sure. I, I honestly thought we would see Matt go play, like, shortstop or center field. <laughs> whoever you guys put in at second base is really tall, too. I was like, is Matt playing second? But it was not him. That was Will. That was me. Oh, that was you? <laughs> <laughs> I 
he was really locked into the late uh, innings of that game. Okay, look, to be honest, right around the fifth inning, a squirrel came running through the press box. <laughs> That's true. And I was and I was a little psyched out. Pete does not handle wild animals well, so he literally jumped on his chair almost out the window and was screaming because a squirrel came into the press box. Look, I may have got a core injury from getting up on that chair. But look, dude, I was born in Brooklyn. Okay, I grew up in Nassau County on Long Island. We don't have wildlife. Okay, I got deer going through my yard now. There was a fox hanging out while I was mowing my lawn yesterday. I just don't. I'm not okay with any of this. <laughs> All right, Pete, you got a few fun ones here? Well, I, I think we, we, we hit on a lot of our fun ones. I, I honestly thought Jason was in trouble for celebrating on the base pads, but I mean, that was probably fair. But, you know, Will, I, I got one more for you. Um, you know, I'm sure you've played with Matt your entire life, yeah. uh, being a year apart. And now, you know, Matt is going on to his next step, whether Stanford or, you know, what, whatever comes next for Matt. You know, all eyes are going to be on you now. Uh, you know, how is that? You know, are you ready for, you know, kind of that spotlight or, you know, not playing with Matt, uh, you know, maybe for the first time? Yeah, I mean, there's been seasons where I didn't play with him, uh, so I've experienced that. But also, I think I'm ready for it. I mean, I've seen him go through it, so I know what it's – I kind of know what it's like. Um, you know, he's said some stuff about that. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm prepared and ready to, to do that. All eyes. Well, no, I'm, I, I, I'm kidding about the all eyes. Cause like, you know, go out and play baseball, but there's been a lot of people who've come up to me when we talk about Barlow and they, Oh, they, they bring you up just as much as they bring your brother up. So they, everyone knows who you are now. Um, so, you when know, you hit, laser beams, zones, when you hit laser beams off the center field fence. You know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> so just you, you, you might not see some good pitches to hit next year. That, right. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Well, listen, guys, we really appreciate you taking the time to come on with us. Um, congratulations again on a championship. It, you know, it's something that, that can never be taken away from you. And uh, it was really fun to watch you guys this season. And uh, we, we appreciate you coming on here twice with us this year. Yes. Uh, for, for Coach and for Matt. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. We really, really appreciate you guys. I, I think our program is probably responsible for, like, hundreds of site visits a day for games. <laughs> so, Good. Probably. Good. Well, there, well, there's going to be more stuff coming out in the coming weeks. So make sure you guys keep, you know, looking. <laughs> yeah, we got all state teams and all that stuff. So awesome. I think you guys might have a couple of players on there. So we'll look out for that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, guys. All right. We are joined now by the Class L champions, Windsor baseball team, Jonathan Latimer, Nason Busca, Mason Glickman, Brian Parker, and Coach Joe Service. Guys, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. We appreciate it. And yeah, congratulations. Thank you so much. Yes, congratulations, Class L champions. First time since 1991. Um, none of the players were in existence then. Uh, Scott, were you still in high school? I was in high school, yeah. I was, I was around their age, yeah. So did Windsor beat you when you were on New Canaan to win a title, or how'd that go? No, we never made it that far. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, guys, thank you so much for, for joining us. 22-1 uh, and one this year. I mean, just an incredible season that started in the snow up here. Then you guys go down to Florida. Then you come back, and, you know, you just ran through this state, ran through the L Championship. Um, you know, some people didn't think that you could get there. What I would say to those people, shame on those people. 
How could they not believe that the Windsor Warriors would run through Class L? Um, so I was cleaning my desk because uh, it's the end of the season. This is my L bracket. I don't know if anyone can see, but I clearly – hold on one second. I clearly had Windsor in the championship right there somewhere. Um, but, no, I mean, congratulations, guys. You know, coach, what was what what stood out about this group, maybe from day one that you were like, you know, this is this is a group that can do some special things. Um, I think the biggest thing that stood out was the, you know, the senior leadership up top, um, you know, with the four guys that we have on here today. In addition to Aiden Serrano, Ryan Kramer, Brandon Cosgrove, um, you know, we have some experience within the group. Our two captains, Jonathan Latimer and Breon Parker, you know, great leadership skills, as do the other five guys. Um, but the, their ability to come together quickly um, with the junior class and Eli Fangiulo as a sophomore, um, their competitiveness, and they just got used to winning. And I said it to them on the bus when we got back. Um, I think that Glastonbury win after we got back from Florida was huge for us, kind of proved to them they can beat anybody. Um, and again, they just brought it day in and day out. They were locked in since the offseason in our conditioning program through the, you know, preseason. And then the Florida trip was huge for us. Um, you know, obviously we had an unbelievable time down there together. Um, but between the lines, um, you know, they, we got better each and every day. And just that team camaraderie part of it uh, was huge for us uh, coming back home and playing a very, very tough schedule in the CCC, especially at the top tier um, with some of the best teams in the conference. Um, but these guys believed in each other. And I think the, the other big part of it was they understood their role. Um, you know, all championship teams have really, really important role players. And these guys heard me say multiple times throughout the course of the year, you know, each guy holds a piece to the puzzle. Uh, some pieces are bigger than others, but they all hold the same value. And without those pieces each and every day, the puzzle's never complete. And they brought it every day. So, Nathan, uh, aside from your sunbathing down in Florida, what was the biggest <laughs> thing that you guys brought back? Um, and, and what's the biggest thing about that trip that, that carried you through the rest of the season? From Florida, I mean, it was just it was it was a week of fun. I mean, we all we all kind of already were a close knit group, but I mean, there's nothing like living with everybody for six days. I mean, you 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 figure out what annoys each other, you know, what you can do, what you can't do, and that really just it brought us all together. And especially since we uh we did do a good job down there of winning. I think we went four and one, five and one down there in our games. Um, and we kind of just came back with camaraderie, you know, we can do this, you know, and uh, I know while we were down there, we did take a loss to Newington in a scrimmage. And I think all of us realized after losing to them, like we never want to have this feeling again. So we have to make a run. We have to do it. And uh, I think the best thing that we brought back was just that motor and that drive to go win it all. You know, we, we, We've talked at length about the the CCC, and and I have <clears throat> said numerous times, you know, the CCC is, is a mystery because uh, the conference is so big, and, and there are obviously talented ball players, um, but it depends on kind of what schedule. Obviously, the CCC has reshuffled the way that they do schedules. Uh, I believe the past year or the last like two years, it, it's kind of come to this new top, you know, let the top teams, you know, fight it out against each other. Um, how big of a difference did that make coach, you know, compared to maybe in 2018 where you might not have faced the top teams 
um, from that conference during the year. And now, you know, you're playing Southern Newington, Glastonbury, all these teams during the regular season. Yeah, it was huge. And th this was the first year that they did the uh, tiers where you only play each team in your division once and then you play in that tier, um, you know, seven other teams. And we were actually the, the last team on that tier one. Um, and again, you look at those schools and those teams and those towns, you know, those are big time baseball uh, programs and towns and schools. You know, we're little old Windsor. We, I think we have one little league team in town. Um, we got 26 or 28 guys in our program. Uh, but to answer your question, it was huge for us uh, to play against those teams. Um, you know, even in our division, we had, you know, Weathersfield, um, Rocky Hill was competitive as heck. Um, New Britain was competitive. So there's no question that that schedule definitely prepared us. And I haven't said it yet to the guys. Well, actually, I think I did say it to the guys, but I knew in my head uh, after we lost to Southington four to three, essentially on a home run, I knew after that loss that we had a very good chance to make a run. Uh, just watching our players, um, how they were after the game. And Nason just mentioned it too, that 9 a.m. scrimmage on the last day in Florida, they lost to Newington and they were pissed off. Um, and I thought to myself, it was actually the best thing that ever happened, uh, us losing that game, you know, to give a little drive and extra motor. Um, but yeah, that schedule that we played this year definitely prepared us because we had to face three very good S, uh, SSC or SCC teams in the second, third, and fourth rounds. And we knew that was going to be a challenge and a tough task. And, you know, playing Salinton, Newington twice, Glastonbury, I think definitely helped us. Yeah. I mean, you guys are not only the class L champs, but guys, you know, you could argue that you guys are the SEC champs as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was competitive. You know, I, I know we taught that meet the team night before the season started and you know, I presented the schedule to the families and we're all looking at like, Holy cow, we have a one heck of a challenge in front of us. Um, I knew we'd be competitive, but if you were to ask, you know, would we go 19 and one in the regular season? I would have had a little question mark next to it. Um, but these guys showed up each and every day and they played. So you guys obviously need pitching to do that. Uh, Jonathan, you got to catch these guys some of the time. Uh, what's the, what was that pitching staff like this year and, and how valuable were they? Yeah, I mean, it was awesome. I didn't get to catch Mason because I played shortstop when Mason pitched. But um, I, I've caught Mason my whole life. I know he's a bulldog. And um, we knew that we needed Nate to step up for us this year. You know, we knew going into the offseason that he was going to be a huge piece to this puzzle. And, and he did exactly what we needed to. I think it's awesome. You know, nobody really gets to see the hard work that these guys put in in the offseason. And, you know, the bullpens they throw, the strength and conditioning. And to see all that stuff pay off, like, it's just awesome. We all pull for each other. That pitching staff was one close group that competed with each other. You know, they always wanted to be the best pitcher. And, you know, if Mason had a great start, I know that Nate wanted to match that in the next game. And I think that, you know, competitive atmosphere definitely helped build a great staff. And they, they were dominant this year. Yeah, you know, Jonathan, you know, you, Nason, Mason – there's a lot of rotation going on, depending on who's pitching. Um, you don't really see that a lot, right? You know, by the time you get to the playoffs, you know, that guy's going to be my catcher. That guy's going to be my shortstop. How is that, you know, comfortability level, you know, maybe for you, Nason, like switching like right field one game, catching another game, you know, all those different kind of moving parts and not being able to focus just on one spot. I mean, I, Personally, I mean, I've always kind of been a guy who can, you know, bounce around and play other positions, and so is Jonathan. I mean, we're pretty much just utility guys, and I think that's what makes us important to this playoff run. But 
I think it um, com- comfortability wise, it it doesn't really make a difference to me. Uh, we did the same thing last year in the playoffs when we lost to Berlin. I mean, I caught the first two innings, then I was back out and right for the last five. I mean, it's just something that we've always kind of done as a team since last year, and it's what worked. It uh, it made us flexible, and it made our lineup just that much deeper, having guys that can play in different positions. Absolutely. Hey, Mason, uh, obviously you, you're the top two guys, but you need a lot more pitchers to get through the season. What was it like working with that staff, and how much do you help some of the younger guys you know, kind of learn the process of what it's like to pitch on the varsity level? It's a blast, in all honesty, to be working with other guys because there's always going to be competition within the group. Like, I know for sure me and Nate would always go back and forth. Like, if I had a good game, Nate would be like, I'm going to do you one better. And it, it was that constant just, I want to be better than you, but in a good way, competitive attitude. Ryan was a great person out of the pen. We had Eli Fangiulo, who ate, ate a couple innings for us in some games. Um, Aiden would come in from time to time. It was, it was such a camaraderie in that rotation. Everyone was pulling for each other, and no one was being selfish in the moment. Yeah, talk about not selfish in the moment. Now, Breon, you you know, you put that bunt down in the finals. Now, I'll be honest with you. I was up at the first baseline and they were playing back. And I was like, don't throw this ball. Don't throw this ball. Don't throw it. Like, you have no reason to throw this ball. You're not getting him. You were like 85 feet down the line. And that ball sails, obviously, the two run score. And it kind of made the difference in that game. But you talk about being unselfish. You know, do you guys bunt often? Or when coach called that, were you like, oh, Really, dude? Like, I want to get a hit here. <laughs> I don't think you'd believe how often we bunt in practice. Like, <laughs> it's just become such a fundamental part of what we do. And you look back at every game we've played, we've bunted at least two or three times every single game. So it was just another one of those things that, where it's like, hey, coach is going to call your number. You got to execute. You got you to gotta do your job. So it, it was nothing new for us. And, you know, we knew we just had to get it done. I mean, well, that, put, that puts a lot mean, of pressure on defenses, right? When you can get one down and it's really, you get it down for a hit as much as you're getting it down to move those guys over, right? Yes and no. Some of it is, some of it is placement, but another part is you just got to go 110% down the line. I mean, somebody who talked about our team speed, like you get any guy put a bunt down and he's going 100 miles down, down the line any defender is going to, you know, shake his head a little bit at that. And so you just got to put a little trust in your speed, put a little trust in the execution and nothing. Yeah, there. but you were going to beat that. I, I stand by that. <laughs> they should have eaten it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you got all American speed running down the line, man. You know, I, I, did, I do believe I read something where somebody actually said I beat it out, and I 100% agree with them. It might have uh, been me. I might have been, been yelling. It, it might have been there. It might have been. My internal monologue. But, uh, yeah. Like I said, you just got to go 110%. Yeah. That's going to you know, do the job for you, you. You guys play this, you know, top-heavy schedule in the SEC. You get three SEC teams in the state tournament, and then you get to the finals, and you get Maloney, who you didn't see in the regular season, another uh, CCC team. Was that kind of like, okay, like, you know, obviously it's just another opponent we just, you know, want to beat, but, like, are you like, oh, you know, kind of wanted to play someone outside the conference. We already had to do this for 20 games or whatever. You know, or did that not really matter for you guys? It didn't really matter. Um, we knew that Maloney was uh, a very scrappy bunch and well coached by Ricky, uh, who does a fantastic job. Um, you know, we knew that 
any team that can get to the final is a pretty darn good baseball team and find ways, you know, to win baseball games. And, you know, they gave us uh, one heck of a game. In, in reality, that game was, you know, one hit away, one play away. Um, you know, Eli Fangelo doesn't pick the ball at first base from Mason. It's a whole different baseball game. Um, and again, all year long, you know, we really never focused on our opponent. Um, you know, we went over the rescouting report uh, each and every game before. Um, but our main goal was for us to play the best baseball we could possibly play, throw strikes, make routine plays, compete our tails off at the plate, put some pressure on the defense. And we knew if we can do those things uh, in the end, you know, we would come out on top. And these guys did it day in and day out. You know, Windsor and Maloney played in the football championship back in December. Yeah. Uh, Maloney had a handful of guys play on that football team. You guys had Eli. Uh, <laughs> Eli was the starting center as a sophomore on the Windsor team. Was Did he like, you know, now that it's over and you guys won, was he like, guys, come on, you, you got to help me out here. I cannot lose to these guys twice in state championships. I mean, I know I'm only a sophomore, but like this would not be a good streak to start. Be honest with you, it Eli didn't say much, but the whole town did. The whole town knew that it was Windsor versus Maloney. Um, when we saw that that could be a potential matchup, we were at prom, actually. And there were kids on the football teams that were coming up like, if you guys play Maloney, you have to beat them. Like, this can't happen. <laughs> also, does, does Eli have the best hair on the team? No? Who is it? 100%. Eli has- no, he 100% has the best hair. Like, we call him Goldie. He's a hair Goldilocks. Yeah. Yeah. He's got that flow. Come on, man. He looks like Thor. So, so Pete, Pete and Scott, I don't know if you know this, but Eli is actually one heck of a swimmer. I don't know really? if you know that. Yep. No. His mom, his mom's a swim coach here and he's uh, it's a swim family and he's actually pretty he's not good built like a swimmer. No, he can swim. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, I'd like to see that. But I can tell you what, though, gentlemen, I think him playing football this year for the first time, John, uh, Jonathan Players, that was his first time playing football, right, this year? Yeah, there wasn't a season last year, I don't think. Right, yeah. so right, practice. Yeah. There's, there's, no question, there's no question that Eli playing football this year as a starting center prepared him for moments like Friday night and, you know, throughout an entire season, you know, being able to kind of be in different arenas and being coached by different coaches and, you know, working on athleticism definitely helped him um, as especially as a sophomore playing on an older team and some big time moments. I mean, he was huge for us all year long, both defensively at the plate. He had the huge hit on Tuesday night against Daniel Hand in the hole uh, after missing a sack bunt that I'm still pissed about, but he came through. (laughs) I mean, he did go oppo, you know, got the base hit that kind of started everything. Um, Yeah. Oh, well, that game in the semifinals. I mean, Duncan's a little bigger than Palmer, um, kind of similar crowds. Palmer's obviously a lot more on top of you than Duncan's kind of spread out, but it was a little intense. Um, you know, uh, the fans, like it was a really good crowd. The jeering got a little intense. Uh, we'll say it politely, but you guys were never phased by it. And uh, I thought that was really impressive. Um, you know, Mason, obviously you on the mound, you know, you didn't seem to be bothered by it. Eli at first base. I mean, Goldilocks was coming out, uh, you know, the hair comments, uh, kid didn't flinch. And, uh, you know, you don't get to play in places like that really during the season until you get there. You know, what did coach have you guys do or prepare you to be in a situation like that where, you know, it's high school. You guys are kids like 
comments could get to you can get under your skin. And you guys didn't seem bothered by it in the slightest. And I thought that was, I thought that was wildly impressive. Um, I, I think we, it's interesting. We kind of just prepared for it. Like it was just another game. And to us, we knew it was just another game. It's kind of funny talking about Eli. He said to us actually that the Daniel hand student section, nothing they said bothered him because he's heard worse at football practice. (laughs) And so, you know, we're just out there, you know, it's just another game. You know, those are the moments that you dream about as little kids and yeah, it's exciting, but it's just another baseball game. Cool. Uh, what was the bus ride back like for you guys uh, on Friday night and rolling back into Windsor? Oh man. Oh, that was probably one of the best experiences of probably all of our lives. I think we were probably at the field for about an hour after the game, like on the field, taking the moment, like, like enjoying just being with each other one last time. Then you go through all your families and friends who are congratulating you on the line. Then you get on the bus. You're bumping music. Everyone's taking pictures with the plaque and the sign. And then there's traffic. So then that like half an hour bus ride back turns into an hour, turns into a photo shoot. Everyone's having fun, dancing, singing, like, it was it was a pure moment, as I'd like to say it. Did Coach dance? And, Come on. No, but I would have no. loved to see that. <laughs> I would have loved to see that for sure. Can I comment on the, the bus photo shoot real quick? Yeah, yes. of course. So I'm, I, obviously, everybody's got their, like, medals. We got the plaque. We got the champion thing as well. I don't know if you guys know about the cranberry juice, but everybody's yes. taking pictures so, with the oh, cranberry juice. Oh, that's what we juice. always got about the cranberry yes. juice. So Ocean <laughs> like, Spray has been tagged on the Game Time account like 40 times, and I'm so confused. <laughs> yeah, so uh, middle to end of the season, one of our – Aiden Serrano, he all of a sudden – He's drinking cranberry juice all the time. And we notice, hey, this kid's getting hot. Like, he's getting real hot um, um, while he's playing baseball. And so he's like, guys, you just got to start drinking the cranberry. So all of a sudden, we start, we're bringing cranberry to games, practices, school, it's everywhere. And then you make the state tournament run. And every time you see a picture after a game, that's Windsor with their cranberry juice. And it was just another thing that brought us closer, fired us up. Like, it was amazing. And it was awesome to have it there at the championship game, too. Yeah, I saw you guys running the dugout and get it at right after. <laughs> Something else about the cranberry juice. I think it was either before the semifinal game or the championship game. A couple of us went over to Jonathan's house. I think it was after graduation. Jonathan's mom gets us all bottles of cranberry juice, puts all the seniors' names on them, and, like, one of those little bows that you put on gifts. And it's like drink off or something like that. It was absolutely hysterical. I love it. That's incredible. Oh, man. He wants to have a little fun before we go here. Well, always. Um, So on his question, because I covered you guys in semifinals for the first time. And I think it was, Jonathan, I think it was you. You came up after the game and you're like, you do the podcast, right? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, like I'm, I'm like, I'm going to get yelled at real bad. Um, how much did you guys actually listen to what I said? And how much did you guys actually hate me previous to Saturday? I don't think we didn't hate you, Pete. We just hated what you said. Um, <laughs> it, it fueled us. You know, I have a screen recording on my phone. And there's a six-second clip of you saying that the winner of Guilford Massacre is going to beat us. 
Oh, man. Brutal take, Pete. <laughs> Put that um, on freezing cold takes. We were going we to prove you wrong. And uh, I remember after the game, I was walking around to different guys on the team. I'm like, yo, listen to this. And all of a sudden, I play the clip, and I'm like, he was wrong. <laughs> so um, it, just, it just fueled us. You know, we wanted to prove you wrong. It put a chip on our shoulder. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad I help. Apologize to all other class L teams. That's my bad. But uh, I get. I love being public enemy number one. <laughs> now, coach, did you know? Because I heard from other coaches throughout this state who came up to me and were like, "I don't like you, Pete. Um, <laughs> what about you? Where, where were you at?" When you did the uh, the pre tournament podcast? Oh, yeah. Did you do you listen to any of that stuff and? Were so, you like, oh, I hate that guy. I always tell the guys not to read into articles or listen to podcasts, but I will admit I listened to it as well. And I heard the predictions. Um, but again, you know, <laughs> it's all part of the, it's all part of the fun. It's the way things go. Um, that's why people get paid a lot of money on ESPN to, to make predictions. And um, like Johnny said, you know, it's a little, uh, a little fuel with light the fire and, um, but Hey, again, those were very good baseball teams and, and you were right. You know, in game of baseball, anything can go, uh, any way with a certain bounce, a hit, a pitch, whatever it might be. Um, you know, we were just fortunate enough to be, you know, locked in and playing good baseball at the right time. Well, now you guys have like, now I'm going to pick Windsor, every other team going forward now. So now the pressure's on, you don't <laughs> want me to pick you. Trust me. No. Hey, listen, we've been, we've been underdogs for a long time here when, you know, in Windsor baseball program, there's no secrets. Windsor is known for basketball, football, track, and for all the right reasons, you know, th those programs are unbelievable. So it's great just to kind of be in the same conversation. Um, but it's been our, our drive since day one. These guys can tell you, um, you know, we appreciate recognition, but we never dwell on it. Um, we take it one game at a time, but you know, Windsor baseball has kind of always been somewhat of an underdog and that's okay. Um, Cause I was kind of like that as a player. Um, it was, you know, it was my, my field to kind of prove people wrong. And that's what these guys tried to do. Nothing against you, but uh, it was not it. just you. It was try to prove everybody wrong that, yeah. you know, we, we can play. Yeah. You team, cha team you're champions play. forever. Now you get that banner up in the gym. Anytime you go back to the school, there it is 2022. Well, I walked in, you know, I'm a PE teacher here. So my classroom is the gym. So for the past 13 years, I've had to uh, look up at the banner and, I always thought how cool it would be to put a year up there. And I walked in today and I took a moment to stare at it and I said, yes, sir, we did it. Question. Was it your, was it the L game where the Eastern baseball coach was at, or was that the double? Yeah, that was, it was yeah, your that was game. Eastern. Yeah. You know, Joe, you won the last national championship at Eastern as a player. You were on the mound in that game. How cool was it having that moment with the coach there coming off their latest you know, championship, knowing that you were a part of that history while you were in the process of making history at, uh, at Windsor. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, we were actually, we had the, um, the game on in the dugout at Dunkin' Donuts Park on Tuesday when they were playing all up until we started. Um, but Brian Hamm and myself, we actually grew up together. Our dads played softball together. His dad's actually an umpire on the Hartford board, already him. Uh, so I've known Brian for a long time and Obviously, very happy for him. He's done a tremendous job. I played for Coach Halawadi, who I absolutely love. That would not be where I am today without him. Um, but to see them bring the title back to Willimannick is, you know, was fantastic. Um, and it's funny, Coach Penders actually texts me 
before our state tournament started and said it's the warrior year, meaning Eastern Warriors and Windsor Warriors. And then he was right. And hopefully it's the Husky year as well tonight. Um, but it meant a lot. And as I've told these guys the last four years, individual accomplishments are great, but what you're going to remember the most are team accomplishments and those memories. And, and to answer your question, you know, being on the mound in 2002 after pitching a complete game, that was great. Um, it was a game I'll never forget, but what I won't forget more than anything is watching my teammates uh, rush out of the dugout and pig pile on me and the memories after that game, hanging out at the hotel and just the whole ride. Um, and that whole season is what I'll remember the most over any individual award or recognition. Yeah, you guys will never, ever drink cranberry juice the same. <laughs> 30 years from now, you're going to have cranberry juice. You're going to be like, oh, remember Palmer Field? And, yep. and coach, coach too, he's going to look at it and be like, God, I, I hate cranberry juice. That's what he's going to say. <laughs> never, never again. Oh, well, listen, guys, we want to thank you for coming on. We want to congratulate you again. Uh, awesome season. Uh, you guys were a lot of fun to have on here, too. And I'm glad we, we can give Pete a hard time. That's always one of my favorite things. So. Are you kidding me? They, they, they were there Saturday. They came right. I know. I saw them. I saw like, them. Hey, Pete, I don't know if you see we're wearing our championship medals. And I was like, oh, here we go. No, I love that you guys came and watched on Saturday, too. It's a great it's a great environment. You can relax and just watch a game. You yeah, ran out of hot dogs at the end. <laughs> that's a crime. You went to go get more, and they had no more. <laughs> that's also probably Pete's fault. That Those might words. be my fault as well. You were definitely but, some of the best hot dogs ever. There right? it is. Oh, there you go. That, now they know. They know. Well, I will say, you know, having the Friday night game, winning the Friday night game is probably the best. Um, because then if you want to go Saturday and hang, you can. And you get to celebrate longer than anyone else does on the field. And uh, but I did hear just quickly before we do wrap up, you guys had a game on Saturday. <laughs> um, but I, I heard none of you actually played. So you at least got some time off. Yes, we these four guys do play for me during the summer. And uh, we had a doubleheader Saturday. Our summer team started this weekend. Doubleheader Saturday, doubleheader Sunday. Uh, but these guys, uh, they set out Saturday. However, they were there in support. Um, so it was uh, right back at it the next day. It was, it was interesting. <laughs> it, was, it was tough to kind of change the, uh, the mentality a little bit and the emotions. You know, it was, uh, it was different. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that switching gears going. You're dialing yeah. it back. Yeah. Oh, I see. I would have taken like a week off and like, ah, sorry, coaches. Metals weighing me down. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but really, thank you guys for coming on. Congratulations on a great season. And um, yeah, just awesome all around. Yeah, we really, you, we really appreciate it. Thank you, Pete. We appreciate it. Now joining us on the show, we have the Class Double L champions. And as of Monday, the number one team in the state, Fairfield Ward. We have a big group with us. We got Jake Baylog. Jack Andrews, John Heinzman, Zach Broderick, Roman DiGiacomo, and of course, Coach Brett Connor. Boys, welcome to the show. I'm just going to throw it out there, whoever wants to answer. How have the last two days been? Surreal. <laughs> Incredible. In world. Oh my yeah. Gosh. yeah. Why, yeah. John? Like, what, what makes it the best? Just, just take me through that. Got, I mean, I think it's the support from everyone. I mean, the whole the whole half of the town, uh, they all got our back. I mean, it, it's been awesome um, seeing 
all like all the students coming to our games, the teachers, uh, but most importantly, the coolest and the families, of course, but the coolest part has been uh, seeing the little leaguers come to our games and giving us uh, that support. Um, they've all like showing up to our games. They're like cheering super loud, asking for autographs after the game, uh, making us feel like big leaguers. Um, <laughs> so that to us is, is really cool. And actually after the game, uh, after the championship, we, uh, found out that the Little League Majors Championship was going on at a field right down the street from our high school. So we got back off the bus, and then uh, most of us came down to watch watch them all play. Um, so we were just giving support back to them. So that was Yeah, they, I mean, the Little Leaguers were packed out at Palmer Field on Saturday morning or Saturday afternoon. Um, there was a lot of them, and they were – I mean, I, someone who was standing there, you know, obviously taking photos and, uh, you know, you guys would walk by and they'd like whisper to each other, be like, oh, that's Roman. Oh, there goes Zach. Like, it was really cool uh, to just kind of hear that. It's so genuine. Um, but that relationship, I mean, coach, you know, how important is building that relationship with the le little, little leaguers? Because I'll be honest with you. Some ward parents, I don't want to, you know, name any names, have sent me like photos of most of you playing Little League and then in the championship photo together. And it just seems like such a strong relationship between the two. Absolutely. You know, it's uh, it's something that these guys, it's so important to, to you know, make the Little Leaguers feel like a part of this um, because one day, you know, they're going to be the next Roman or Jake or John or Zach or Jack, you know, um, these kids inspired an entire community. And um, it's really special to have these guys, you know, give of themselves to this program. And this is what we want out of this program is to build up the community uh, as well as obviously, you know, learn the game of baseball and do things the right way, you know, uh, on the field, in the classroom, and off, you know, in, in the community. So it's, it's really awesome. And to go off of John, you know, hearing, um, from people that I haven't ever, ever met in my life. Um, you know, the old coach Benjamino, his son reached out. Um, and I thought that was really cool. Uh, a teacher from Shelton high, where I went to high school, who was my child development teacher, um, sent me an email and I haven't spoken to her since 2002. And she was somebody who was a mentor to me and, you know, child development class. So I would go out and uh, teach PE at the local intermediate school. And she was my teacher and she was, you know, somebody that inspired me to go down this road of coaching and teaching. And, you know, it's just those cool moments, man. It's just like, it hits you, you know? So I'm just really proud of the guys and their effort that they gave um, their entire career to Ward, and uh, it'll never be forgotten. Yeah, you know, Coach, you seem a lot more uh, loose now. Uh, Saturday morning, you seemed uh, not, not, not yourself, but you seemed very in the zone, focused, no nonsense on Saturday. Uh, was it nerves or were you just like hype? Fellas, what would you call it? <laughs> being, being what? Being what? Discipline. Locked in. Locked in. Locked in. Dis yeah. Okay. I heard discipline. That's a good one. But yes, locked in. Um, there's a, you got to be locked in, you know? Yeah. I had a lot of stress inside. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think it's important to teach these guys to um, try to con 
try to project confidence at all times. You know, I just want them to know that we're always locked in on every single play, um, getting the job done, you know, task at hand. Um, it, it was a big deal. So, you know, I want to make sure that I was mentally ready for these guys and I know that they were ready too. Yeah, I like stayed away from you. I was like, all right, no, I'm not going to give him my 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 normal pregame nonsense. I'll just I'll just stay away from Ward. Um, you know, Zach. Uh, by the way, Zach is joining us from coming back from his college, uh, so we really do appreciate that. But you know, Zach, you you were getting the ball no matter what, uh, and you delivered. I mean, you know, your dad won a state championship for Andrew Ward. Uh, you know, 1981, which feels doesn't feel like that long ago but it is that long ago i mean how special was that moment after the game getting to you know celebrate with your dad who who has a ring himself oh i think it was awesome i mean to, to me like as a fan I mean, it meant so much to me my dad and stuff especially everything that's been going on recently these past few weeks um especially when giving him a hug after the end of the game it's like it was very emotional because especially after I think 40 years that last time Ward has won a state championship for baseball. And it, it means a lot. And I knew I got the ball and I knew it was like, I, I got to leave the emotions. The emotions are definitely going to be there. And I kept them in control the whole game. And obviously let it loose at the end of the game with all, all my family, and my friends. Absolutely. And speaking of emotion, Roman, I, I mean, I've seen you play the last couple of years. I've had multiple conversations with you. You are so stoic behind the plate. That was a side of you I had never seen before. Uh, at a game with the, the the screaming at home played. And, you know, obviously you scored the first run. You scored on the on the error. Uh, you know, you beat the plate at the plate. I mean, I, for me personally, I think that was a side of you I had never seen. I don't think anyone wanted to win that game more than you, it looked like. Yeah, well, like pretty much all season, Coach says to us, don't get too high, don't get too low. Well, that's really Coach Gallucci, but he says, don't get too high, don't get too low. So I try and keep my emotions like – all right, what's next? But, I mean, we just got ahead in the championship. How do I not show that emotion? You know? <laughs> I, I loved it. I yeah. was like, I'm all about this. Uh, you know, you got the catch, Zach. I mean, did, were you ever concerned that, you know, Southington was going to be able to touch him that day? No. No. I, I mean, he – I could tell from the bullpen he was locked in all season. He's been – dominant he's been effectively wild when he's wild he we mixed his pitches great i i there was never a doubt that we were going to lose that game and and i heard slash saw that you may have called this in in august you yes, called this I championship i did With why the, were you so confident in this group i told it to you to too in uh in the beginning of the season when yeah we, but august you know, is way better than march it makes the story better look at the guys <laughs> we had returning I mean, there was no <laughs> doubt we were winning it <laughs> There was no doubt. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, Jake, um, you know, this senior group, I mean, this is some, you know, you guys are obviously great as juniors didn't have a sophomore year, but what really made this, you know, leadership group of seniors so special and how did that make a difference? Oh, I think it's just how close we are as like friends. It just makes it so easy to compete on the field. And uh, since freshman year, we've always been successful. And uh, I remember coming off the bus after an FCI game freshman year, Coach Connor said, uh, I expect to be here every year. And we, I think we kind of took that to heart. So, And then Jack, I mean, this lineup, one through nine, was just – that's why anyone who would – people, you know, coaches reach out to me, other members of the media, they're like, is Ward really this good? 
And I was just like, one through nine, one through nine, this team, they could be, they could start the inning in the set with the seventh batter and they could score five runs. What made this lineup so strong one through nine? And how did no one get like, well, crap, I don't want a bad eighth, you know, like, you know, that kind of like inner nonsense, but everyone just seems so locked in in their position. Yeah. I mean, I would say that um, we're one of the only teams that where you hit in the order, like really doesn't matter one to nine. Like you could start any inning off in the seven hitter, any hitter, you could put up five runs in that inning. And I would just say like all of our approaches are the same. We work on it every day in practice, keeping that like line drive approach. And we're all like putting countless hours of hitting. So yeah, I would say it really doesn't matter where we are in the lineup. Yeah, Can I, I, I want to touch on that real quick. Yeah, all you. Um, because, you know, I, I think about this a lot and, and I'm just so grateful um, for these guys because, listen, these guys can hit in the meat of the order in a lot of teams' lineups. We have guys um, who hardly got playing time who would probably be starters on a lot of teams in the state. And I'm not saying that out of any disrespect. Um, I'm just saying, like, they handled it as professionally as they possibly handle it. I never heard from them. Why am I batting eighth? Why am I batting ninth? You know, it, it was just, um, you know, wherever it was, whatever your job was to do, you get the job done. And, um, you know, it goes along with like the families too. Um, they were just so supportive of everything, you know, and, and I know it's hard. There were some kids who didn't get playing time who were like, they can play, you know, but it's just, we we had a lot of talent and it was um it was really great um that we didn't have any negativity creep in um to spoil something this special we knew we had something special and everyone you know play, played their part and did their job and i'm just so thankful for that yeah i mean it it was really fun to see I, the, the the celebrations the high fives everyone I mean, I, I covered you guys probably the most of any team in the state this year, uh, just because whenever you are that good or you're the number one team in, you know, in the poll or, you know, Scott and I come on here and say Fairfield War is the best team and everyone, you know, not, not everyone. Trust me, I wish way more people listened. To <laughs> just saying. But, you know, you are going to get the best from every single opponent every single time they face you because they want to be able to say, hey, you know what? We beat Fairfield War. Um, you know, how did you guys handle, cause you guys played in a lot of close games. Um, obviously, you know, the Ridgefield game went the other way. The West Hill game went to 10, you know, those are two teams who were very talented, who did not make it out of the second round of the States. And, you know, you played in those close games. What did you guys learn from those games that maybe helped you in the postseason? That could be uh, anyone. I mean, <laughs> definitely the West Hill game going into like, that was a, state playoff type game like we all treated that like it was a playoff game and going to 10 innings with that type of crowd I'd say that definitely prepared us really well going to FCX and like being used to like every time we stepped into Cubetta like we knew that we were used to that type of atmosphere and we like never let the pressure get to us and we knew that like those are the type of environments that we thrive off of. You know, you guys uh, obviously won the FCAC title this year for the second year in a row. Um, you know, I, if you follow me or you listen to this, you know, I, I thoroughly enjoy the conference tournaments. They're really fun, but the numbers don't back it up in terms of winning your conference tournament and then winning a state title. You guys 
this team is the fifth team ever to win a state title and an FCAC title in the same year. You're one of, I believe, 15 teams in the state to ever do it since conference tournaments became a thing regularly. The FCAC goes back the furthest. There's been 51 FCAC conference champions, and you guys just became the fifth to do it. It's not easy to do it. Coach, how did you do it? How did you not – how did this team not succumb – to losing early like almost every other team before them has? Um, you know, it was uh, just doing their jobs and, um, you know, looking out for one another. <clears throat> what they did was, was a big deal. Um, uh, I'm very, very proud of them. The way they practice, their practice habits are a thing of beauty. Like I keep saying that, like I wish people would just come to practice and watch them work. Um, they all have jobs to do and they all get their jobs done. And I'm talking about like making sure the baseballs are at practice, making sure the fungos, everybody has a job and everybody does it to, to the best of their ability. And, um, they're all passionate every single day about getting better. Um, they talk to one, they talk baseball, you know, if they see something during, um, you know, defensive, uh, drill that we're doing, they see somebody not hustling or, you know, not only am I going to say something to them, but their teammates next to them are going to say something to them too. So they hold each other accountable to work hard and play at a high level. And, um, you know, their ability was without a question there. And it was a matter of keeping them looking out for one another and playing for each other more than just playing for themselves. And um, it was, I'll tell you, it, it was awesome. It was awesome. I, I could coach these guys forever um it was that special it was a special group and they passed all this knowledge along to our uh underclassmen as well as the youth players in uh in little league so it's uh, it's really special man you know this a lot of this group was you know started last year uh you guys like i said you won the fcac title uh lost in the quarterfinals john how much did that sting and how much did that, you know, maybe fuel you guys uh, for this year? Good word. I mean, word. Yeah, it, it definitely, uh, definitely fueled us. <laughs> That's for sure. You know, after, after each loss, um, we kind of just, we, we looked at it positively um, because we didn't want to like, like Roman said earlier, um, coach Gallucci was like, don't get too high. Don't get too low. We certainly after, after losses didn't get too low. Uh, and we just, we just said to, we said to each other, use it as fuel, uh, use it as fuel for the rest of the season. Um, and that's how, I mean, that's what we did last year. We carried into this year. Um, but I wanted to touch on a little bit of like the question before uh, really quick, but um, something, um, I mean, coach said this team's special and like the, the best, the best part about this team is, has been the chemistry. Um, you know, like, I mean, I, I've said this before to Scott, um, but the, I mean, I'm looking at the lineup right now. I just wrote it out really quick, but um, half the half the lineup. Uh, so like me, Garrett, um, Griffin, Will, and Patty, we all played on the same ten U team, or eight U, or not sorry, nine U team, ten U team, eleven, and then twelve, um, and then we met again in high school. Uh, and then Roman, Zach, Jack, and Jake, they all played on the same team. Sorry, ten U or nine U. Uh, rather and so just to see all the chemistry like building up uh has been it's been 
I mean, amazing. Um, so this is kind of like, I mean, for the seniors, this is the last run. Um, so I was, I was telling, um, I was telling Will Eustace and Griffin Polly, two of my best friends uh, before the game, because we've been playing together since we were um, five years old. So for, for the past 12 years, we've been on the same team every year. Um, so just uh, to see our like relationships and bonds like form and then develop along these years. And then finally we capped it off with, uh, with this season. I think that's just, it, it, it's really special. So, yeah. It, it, there's it's just it's always fun to hear the stories and i spoken to a handful of your parents during games they're like the only parents that i actually like to talk to during games i usually hide from parents because i'm like okay no your guys parents are awesome and they like they like told me all these stories about you guys as kids and and coming up and it really just obviously showed that you guys are this close group you are this this group and you guys stick together and i think the biggest point of that was in the seventh inning on Saturday. You know, you're, I don't want to rehash, you know, but you're up seven, one. And all of a sudden it starts to not, you know, just start all of a sudden seven, three, seven, four, seven, five. And the time runs at the plate and no one ever wavered. No one ever hung their head. No one ever, you know, threw a glove or, or anything like that. And, you know, Zach's going out talking to Patty. Roman's going out talking to Patty Garrett's in his ear. You know, everyone just kind of it never felt like it was going to happen. You know, it never felt like they were actually going to tie the game. Um, Would you guys credit that to, you know, this team bond, this team chemistry, this I got your back, you got mine? I would say 100 percent for that question. Um, I think that everyone has trusted one another. Like, obviously, a lot of guys have trusted me. All of us have trusted Patty. All of us have trusted me. Everyone has trusted someone here. Um, and obviously, during that whole time, like, obviously, at the 7 5, I think everyone could say everyone had nerves that were like, um, <laughs> um, 7 5. But even, I was talking with my friends a couple days ago, or I think it was last night, and they go, every team always has a comeback. Because they know they're fighting for their lives. It's the last time a lot of those guys could be playing. So, and wherever, like, I know they're going to have a fight. They're, even though they're going to have a fight back, the fight back doesn't last for so long where we had a couple runs at in that bottom of the six that helped us out tremendously. And obviously, in the end, 7-5. And obviously, Patty Galvin getting the job done again. I, I, speaking of Patty Galvin, I need an explanation. Maybe someone could give me some deeper information. <laughs> He goes by Patty. So why do you guys call him Bob? John, that's all you. John, that's all you. Me? <laughs> I, um, I think I think you'll have to ask Griffin Polly that question. I think he was the one that came up with, right? Did he come up with it? Who? Griffin I think – I no, I think what happened is like his Spanish oh, name. No. Yeah, his, his Spanish name in Spanish Pablo. class, like Pablo. And then they, so they called him Bob, and then they started calling him Bob. And now Coach Connors was saying his name's anything but Patty. Yeah, because I, I call him he, – he is the dog in our program. Like, he exemplifies, like, dog mentality. I'll, I'll do anything. He's quiet, but he will do anything for us. Um, 
so I would always call him the dog. And then all of a sudden I, I see this interview and he, he's called Bob. I'm like, I didn't even know about that. So then we decided that we're going to change it and we're going to call him anything but Patty. So we called him Clark. What else do we call him? We the called him another one. Manual. Manual. Yeah. We're just making up all these names now for him. So yeah. <laughs> Scott, Scott came back after the semis. He's like, you know, Patty Galvin. I go, yeah. He goes, they call him Bob. I don't know why. <laughs> Oh, oh man. But I mean, this, you know, I, I, this team obviously had pressure, whether, you know, from from your own, you know, from Roman calling it in August or in March to me, um, to everyone returning from last year. I mean, ha- to being voted number one, I think, in the second poll and to me yelling from the rooftops that, you know, I never wavered. Even when you guys lost two games in one week, I was the only one that voted for you guys because in my heart of hearts, I, from what I saw, I thought you guys were the best team. Thank you for proving me right. Cause I was like, you guys were the only one I actually got right. <laughs> um, but you know, how did you guys not read into any of that or look at any of that or get too big of heads with any of that? Fuel. Fuel. hundred percent. That's, I think that's the whole thing. Like the whole season was like the key word was fuel. Um, so we have a whiteboard in our locker room and we wrote like keywords like throughout the whole season. We had, I'm pretty sure the first one was defend the crown. Uh, and then the big, that was the big one. And then there was leave a legacy, lock in, uh, dog mentality, grit, all these keywords that were helping us throughout the season. And obviously a lot of us like aren't huge fans, like reading all the stuff on the social media. And that's something that's also huge. Like we don't listen to social media a lot. Like we try to stay focused on our team and staying together as a family and working together as a family. And then, Obviously, when we have the free time and we're doing all this fun stuff, then we can look at social media and have it, especially after this whole weekend, we get social media from state championship, all that. And obviously, it's fun to look at it. But at the same time, it's also like Coach Galucho says, not too high, not too low. Like, don't get too high on all these polls. Don't get too low that we get voted lower one week. Because no matter what, it's still, it, all that matters, and Coach posted this, all that matters is the one at the end. I mean, I would disagree. I think they all matter. So you should all click. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, get more all visits. No. <laughs> they all matter. But, but at the same time, it's like we all, we all care about it. It's, it's always fun. Thank you for us. Thank you for uh, trusting us, and us the whole season. It means a lot. I had, I had to get one right. You know, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't do as poorly as I did on all the others. <laughs> the, the key thing was, you know, Discipline wins. That's how what we felt. Discipline wins. We let teams fuel us, but we're certainly never going to fuel another team. Um, we bring a lot of energy, but it's positive energy towards our team um, and not kind of trash talking, you know, to, to get the other team riled up. And, you know, if guys want to do that to us, we will for, we will certainly use that as fuel to motivate us to play at a higher level. And that's what I saw these guys all year. Absolutely. You know, you guys play in the FCAC and I'm not an original FCAC person. Uh, Scott played for New Canaan when he was in high school. Scott is an FCAC or through and through. So it took me a long time to be like, all right, fine. The FCAC is pretty good, whatever. Uh, you know, it took me a while to get there. But, you know, you guys play in the, in the toughest conference in the state. Every game is is feels like a playoff game, right? You go to Staples, you might be facing here at Wyatt. You know, you go to West Hill, you might be facing Kyle Kip. You know, you're going to get those guys every single time. And you only lost, what, three games this year? I mean, that's yeah. 
that's pretty crazy to do in the FCAC when every game is a is a battle. You know, look, we saw last year, we saw Norwalk and West Hill get to the finals, and that really, for me, showed the strength of the FCAC to be like, yeah, you can win 12 games in the FCAC, and you're one of the best teams in the state. Uh, to win 17 like you guys did, and then the championship, and then go and win the double L championship. Uh, was there ever, was there was there a moment, you know, maybe that stood out that you were like, we have what it takes this year that maybe we didn't have the year before? Like a turning point. Maybe, uh, as Bill Simmons likes to say, your DVD moment. I think it was in uh, winter workouts, <laughs> really, because... It went to workouts. We all show up and like we knew we knew we had a lot of like the returning players um, coming back. Like we only lost. Um, we didn't really lose a whole lot of players last year. Um, so we were feeling confident from the start and we show up and during winter workouts, we saw like we just saw everyone had developed so, so much. Um, and so we show up and um, everyone is just being dogs <laughs> like during everyone's like showing up, getting their work in. Um, and then that's like kind of where we found out about like the, our deep uh, pitching rotation. Um, we saw some guys come in from like um, even like Aiden Dowd. Aiden Dowd was a kid that didn't really pitch much for us last year. And then he comes in uh, in winter workouts and we're like, holy cow, like he's something special. And he comes in and he's he does so well for us on the mound. Um, so I think it was winter workouts where we found out that this team is – we're going to do something special this year. Yeah, you guys have a lot of juniors back. Obviously, Aiden Dowd is one of them. Uh, my favorite is Griffin Polly because of the bunting and the bunting only. Uh, why the Southington third baseman was playing that far back, I, I will never know. But I will say, Zach, you could ask your dad. I turned around. I said, you see how far back he is? He's going to bunt. Um, but, you know – That's what made him a, a hard – he's a hard out. Because yeah. if you play back, he can bunt it on you. But if you play up, he can hit a 100-mile-an-hour screamer at you, too, which yeah. is scary. Um, so he, he was certainly a tough out and super athletic, super clutch player uh, to go along with, like, Garrett Larson, too. Garrett yeah. Larson had one hell of a year. Um, man, that kid can play ball. I, Garrett Larson, <clears throat> the West Hill game, when he took the ball off the face. Mm-hmm. And never, sorry, Rome, and never, ever didn't come out. Yep. I mean, he, that's a dog. <laughs> yep. That's a dog. He, uh, he said, I'm not coming out of this game. So I looked at the trainer. His eye was swollen shut. He couldn't even see. And I'm like, like, I want to keep him in. If he wants <laughs> to play, she's like, well, I'm not taking him out. I go, good. Then he's staying in. So um, I was very thankful for the uh, West Hill trainer. But man, talk about then, toughness. Then yeah. next, next inning, he ripped a single. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I honestly <laughs> thought he was out of the game because I was like, who is this? And then it was number one. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I guess I was not paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you guys have this great junior group back. And obviously, the way, you know, I've listened to the five of you today and, and throughout the entire season, you know, how prepared is this group to continue what you guys have built? You know, with this group's, you know, this kind of, you know, graduating class, the guys below the Griffin Polly's, the Aiden Dowds. I mean, how read the Will Uses, you know, how ready are they to, to take over the mantle and continue what you guys have built? Uh, I mean, the one word that uh, people have been throwing around this 
like after the state championship is culture. So I think there's definitely been a culture shift in board baseball and uh, these next guys coming up, I, I would trust them, trust them with the world to continue this program and um, feed on to the sophomores and the rising freshmen to continue the program and continue the legacy that we built here. So, yeah, I mean, you guys, that, we, we have a, a lot of great mentors uh, in our community um, coaches that, um, you know, work through the uh, winter workouts for the kids. Uh, the little league coaches have grown. It's not about showing up to a little league game and, Hey, I'm just the dad helping out volunteering. It's no, you show up to practice prepared, grow these kids, develop them, get them ready for high school baseball. And I think that's a big deal too. Um, growing our little league and making sure that everyone feels valued. Um, everyone has a purpose when you're showing up to that field, show up with a purpose. And these guys brought a lot of happiness to our community. Um, and you know, it's their legacy is certainly left here. And, so they, uh, so they all learn how to squeeze bunt at eight years old. <laughs> you're I don't care if you can hit a 500 foot shot, you're going to know how to bunt if you're in the ward baseball program. That's fair. I was the only thing I was good at in high school was bunting. I couldn't hit for anything. Listen, you're, you're not always going to, you know, put up 10 runs. You have to be prepared for any style of game that, that it turns out to be. So, you know, we can score 10 runs or we can be in a, you know, tight game where a, a bunt situation is called for. And John Heitzman, you know, he, he had a couple of those, situations this year as a number three hitter you know and um he had to be selfless and he was selfless for us and i couldn't be happier for that and all these guys were selfless and that's why we are where we are absolutely number one number one team in the state let's just you know double l champions is cool it's yeah. very cool but yeah. just start saying we're the number one team in the state i mean that that trumps everything in my opinion considering i do vote in the poll but you know, when when a group of people are like, they, this is it. I mean, you guys will remember to stay champions and you guys will be remembered as the number one team in the state, which is not a lot of teams can say that. And uh, it's a pretty cool thing. Uh, it's one of my favorite things. It's my favorite. I, lo I love covering football, but baseball is my true passion. And you guys have made it a really fun couple of years getting to cover you guys uh, post pandemic. But I do want to know, I have a couple of hard-hitting questions. Who is in charge of the music on the bus? That's me. I, I knew, <laughs> on the Roman, bus. Oh. I was going to direct this question to you. What was the first song you played when you guys got on the bus when you left Palmer? We played, uh, we played Frank Sinatra, New York, New York. Okay. Everyone was bumping it. And then we played, what did we play? UCLA. Bright. UCLA. Oh, Mr. Brightside. Mr. Brightside. Oh, my God. That came out my freshman year of high school. <laughs> Kid Cudi, Kanye, all that. And then the speaker died. And so the coach starts. I, I learned I learned about SoundCloud this season. I uh, had Where no idea. Where do you think idea. this podcast lives? <laughs> I, I I just click on the link and that's that's just how I get it I, on the on your uh, on your device here your iPhone it just has like the app you just click the <laughs> you know the podcast app the purple 
blink or whatever icon i'm talking like a dinosaur right now um but uh i just took that and that's how i listened to your show on the way home from work um but uh i learned about soundcloud this year and uh i took the bus home usually i drive to the games because i work at an elementary school and uh, i have to pick up johnny benzie or our you know, we, he's our assistant coach. Um, so drive him to the games and drive him home. Um, I was able to be on the bus on the, on the ride home after the state title game. And, uh, man, these kids are hilarious. Uh, (laughs) They like on a different level, different level, funny. Um, you know, I, I was really impressed with, with what I saw and, uh, how hilarious these dudes was there (laughs) coach were you dancing in the middle of the aisle of the bus breaking no i was just taking in i I just wanted them to all enjoy the moment take it all in enjoy this bus ride home um because that's going to be a a memory that they'll talk about you know um when they're you know 50 years old i remember the ride home and uh the fire trucks and the police police cars you know all that stuff it's cool man um i'm glad i had to I had that opportunity to experience it with the guys on the way home. Absolutely. Yeah. There, those are always, I hear the funniest stories from the bus ride home. Uh, speaking of cool things and you know, this is one of the cooler things, at least I think is, is coach Connor's uh, f- uh, friendship with Dan Orlovsky. Obviously everyone, if you're listening to the show, you know who Dan is and he's such a high school legend in the state of Connecticut and obviously everything he's gone on to do since playing at Shelton high I mean, the guy's on TV every day and he is your number one supporter um, outside of your families. Maybe. I mean, you know, that's gotta be pretty cool to have a guy one. He's breaking pitching matchups on Twitter. Here's a guy who's break, you know, breaks NFL news and he's breaking, you know, Broderick versus Cherico or, or Castellucci on Twitter uh, the day before the game. And, you know, he gives you guys uh post something on Twitter for his millions of followers to see. He's talking about you guys. That has to be a pretty cool, you know, just experience in general, like having a guy like that, have your back. Rome. Yeah. Yeah. Coach Connor can <laughs> tell you about this. That after we won, I, I just put, I threw up a quick tweet, like talking about how much I love the team, all that. And then I wake up the next morning. I see Dan Orlovsky liked your tweet. I texted coach immediately. I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Dan just liked my tweet. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a guy that is on like doing 17 different things during the West Hill game. He's at the NFL draft. And he's tweeting at me. I'm like, yeah. I, I sent him back. I was like, like, aren't you a little busy tonight, man? Like, it's the second round of the NFL draft. <laughs> but like, that's I mean, that's got to be something cool, right? I mean, Brett, you know, you guys go back and that that whole Shelton high school class of you and Matt, Mem- mm-hmm. Memily and, and yep. Dan. And there's a I got a photo somewhere, Brett. I'm pretty confident you're in it. I have to find it. It's a bowling alley photo. From when Dan oh. had his foundation thing. Yes, I was Mimoli's there. He's got like a skull cap beanie on and like really 90s facial hair. We probably had uh New Jersey blowouts <laughs> when I went to uh I went to school at Monmouth University in Jersey. It was like that was when Jersey Shore the show came out. So everyone's rocking blowouts in that time. So you were yeah, Jim, sure it's a you really were Jim tanning and laundrying. Yeah, exactly. You got it. Oh <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, you know, that's that's just the person he is. You know, um, he's always been like that. He never wavered. 
um, from, you know, knowing where he came from. He's just an incredible friend. Um, and, um, you know, these guys get to experience, you know, a lot of it. He, um, he, he made us a private video, um, you know, before the state championship game to, to motivate them. And, you know, his words are powerful and, um, they, they mean a lot to, to me, um, for everything he does for, for my life and, you know, bringing these kids along too, um, getting them to enjoy and experience is, is awesome for me. Yeah. It definitely makes it a memorable one on top of yeah. everything that you guys have accomplished and yep. it sets the bar high for what's going to be expected of you guys going forward now. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Rome, you're going off to Duke, John to Quinnipiac, Zach, you're going to Merrimack, Jack and Jake. I, I do not know where you guys are going, but you know, it does set that bar of, of what, what coach Connor is going to come to expect from you guys now. Real quick before I want them to talk, but all these guys are going to go um, to an institution where they're going to bring happiness to a lot of people just for the type of people they are and the way they care for one another. And um, they're going to do big things when they step foot, uh, you know, at their schools. And um, I'm very confident that they will be successful. Very confident. So you guys can, Jake, you can tell them where you're going. And then Jack. Now fill me in. I'm going to Virginia Tech. Nice. You doing anything there? What are you studying? Uh, I'm doing business, and I'm probably going to plan to play club ball. Nice. It's a good school. I couldn't get in there. <laughs> and, uh, I'm taking a postgrad year at Cheshire Academy. Oh, nice. I used to cover them back in the day. It's a great, great facility. If you run into Chris Hunt, tell him I say hi. I used to work with Chris. He's like their media guy now. Um, but that's exciting stuff, guys. And I, you know, I know the season's over. Everyone's got vacations and, you know, going to visit colleges and stuff. So, uh, you know, I just want to thank you so much for your time. I really, really do appreciate it. It was a lot of fun covering you guys and getting to know you guys this year. And, you know, congratulations on the championship. Congratulations on being voted number one in the state, being the best team in the state of Connecticut this year. So once more, congratulations. And thank you so much for joining me today. Thank Thank you you so much. Thank you for having our back. Yeah. Thank (laughs) you for giving these kids this experience. And uh, real quick, I just want to thank, you know, our families for all the sacrifices they made. You know, my wife, my kids, uh, all the players, families, the administration at Ward, everybody, the students, everyone made sacrifices um, to share in this experience. And we just are very appreciative of everything. So. Yeah, let's Thank let's you. let's get a new uh, Mustang mascot. That one was a, a little. Creepy. That was brutal. <laughs> that was brutal. <laughs> I was looking up there. I saw that. But I just want to kind of wrap up before we, everyone all whole things wraps up is I know everyone talks about the players and stuff. I also I think all of us here can agree that we also <laughs> have to thank the coaching staff here. Uh, coach Cotter, Coach Gallucci, uh, Coach Majura always obviously helped us out throughout this whole process from the day we met at Fairfield National at the summer camps to, to now we're seniors graduating and obviously means a lot to all of us. And obviously the thanks can't go further than thank you so much for coaching us for all of these times. Yeah. Awesome. And, I, and that one assistant coach, I forgot what his name was. He said, you guys were walking home if you didn't win. So oh, <laughs> good job. Coach Gallucci. Coach, coach, coach Dante Gallucci. Dante Gallucci.
I'll tell you, he's he's great for our program, man. He's like the the grandpa for for these kids, you know, when they first step foot and he coaches freshmen, um, he kind of shows them the ropes and gets them prepared about earning their stripes to move along in our program. So he's great to have, and uh, his son does a tremendous job for varsity. I I he's my right hand man. Um, he does so much work for me. And, uh, you know, these guys. So very appreciative of him. And then what a home run um, hire with Jimmy Pajura. Um, and I know that, you know, the offensive players, especially the outfielders, too, um, we're very fortunate to have a guy like Jimmy Pajura in our, in our you know, program. So it, there's a lot of great people, man. And um, Top to that, bottom. That's, yeah, that's that's what that's what makes it work you know, and utilizing everybody's passion, allowing them to be themselves and bring out that positive passion that will grow the program even more. So absolutely um, looking forward to the future. Yes. I'm one more thing, uh, but going, going back, going back to that chemistry thing. I mean, for, from a coaching staff standpoint, coach Connor would come to all the district games, 10 U, 11 U, 12 U, uh, watching our whole squad play and the dedication he's put in was tremendous. And it's all led up to, to this final year, you know, and then look at Gallucci. Gallucci was there too. Uh, and, and Jim Pajura, the, the new, the new hire this year, he, um, he coached a lot of us 13 U also. So I think it was just the whole entire thing was just a chemistry buildup <laughs> that led us here. So. That's you guys. That's the best stuff to hear on my end. And uh, like I said, congratulations again. Thank you so much for joining us uh, this week. The jinx, you know, we, we had jinxed a couple of teams. That's maybe why I stayed away from, from inviting you guys on earlier because <laughs> some people have claimed a jinx, uh, but I'm really glad you guys were able to join us uh, for the end of the year podcast and wrap it up with the champions. So again, thank you so much. Congratulations on your titles. And, uh, you know, good luck going forward and enjoy the celebration the rest of the way. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us.